Hey, what's going on? How you doing out there? Welcome! <laughs> Welcome to Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Mr. Talk in the House. That's right, man. It's Monday! <laughs> the day that follows Sunday. All right, man. Welcome. How y'all doing out there? Hope everybody had a wonderful weekend. I know I did. <laughs> oh, man, I'm telling you. Oh, boy, do we have some stuff to talk about. Man, do we have some stuff to talk about today. Woo! But the question is, are you going to talk about it with me, or are you just going to listen? <laughs> Either way, we're going to talk. We're going to talk. We're going to chat it up today. So you can join me, or you can listen. It's up to you. All right, we got a song of the day. We got a great, great, great song of the day, actually, man. We got two of them. Yes, sir. From this young man that's doing this, his thing in the jazz world, uh, Mr. Jameson Ross. So we got his his music up. And, uh, hey, we ready to have us some fun. All right, so let me tell you some things first. All right, so if you want to be a part of the show today, which we would love for you to be, all you got to do is give us a call. Three four seven eight three eight eight six two two. Press number one on your keypad. I see it, and you can have a conversation personally with me, Mister Talk. <laughs> All right. Another way is you can send me an email at ericlesstalk at gmail dot com. I do have my tablet right here in front of me, so I see it. And if you want to read, want your comments read on the air, no problem. Only thing I do is type on air your little message and I'll read it live for you. All right. <laughs> All right. Another way is our chat room, www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk. And those are all the ways you can participate on the show. Uh, uh, there's a website to the show, www.ericlesstalk.com. Of course, it is in the um, process of being updated right now, but it's there. So check on, check back a couple of Days from now, and I'm sure you, you'll find some very, very interesting topics there as well. And those are all the ways you can participate on the show. And I am so glad to be here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <sighs> so, what are we going to start off with before we get to the song of the day? Do we, should we do the song of the day first? You know what? I think the way I'm feeling today, let's do the song of the day first. So once we get to rolling with the topics, we won't have to take a break. <laughs> that works for me. I don't know about you, but it was, it was working perfectly for me. All right? So without further ado, man, here's your double shot of Mr. Jameson Ross in the songs of the day.
<laughs> all right, all right, all right. All right, anyway. Yeah. Let me calm down, man. I don't know what I took today, but I ain't took nothing. I'm making crazy. All right, I'll see you. Enjoy life. i see you. Ava in the house. Welcome to the show, y'all. Everybody else, welcome. All you out there listening on different devices that I may not see, thank you for joining us as well. I'm glad to see you make it. Make it. Glad that I can make it. Heck, talking about you. <laughs> anyway. Well, I tell you, I don't know where I get all this energy from. A few minutes ago, I was sleepy, trying to read. I was just sleepy. Now I'm on the air and I'm loud. Ah! That don't talk about. Anyway, hey, you want to be a part of the show? Give me a call. Three four seven eight three eight eight six two two. Once again, that's three four seven eight three eight six two two. Press the one on your pad. Let me know you want to talk. I pick it up and we can have our conversation. Also, um. There's a chat room at www.blogtalkradio.com. Conversation always off the hook there as well. You can join us there. And there's an email at ericletstalk at gmail.com. That's ericletstalk at gmail.com. And, um, hey, send me something there, too. If you got something for a topic you want me to talk about, I can do that, too. All right, but anyway, welcome to the show. Glad to be here. Glad you can join us. And, uh, yeah. Let's have some fun. Michigan, I see you, my boy. I see you. Welcome to the show. And all them triple ones I got on there. <laughs> I'm always, I always got a triple one somewhere. But that's a good thing, though. All right, so anyway. Man, there's a lot to talk about and not much time to do it. But we'll try and get it in like we always do. All right, so first thing first. For those that may not know, you may want to start locking your doors. Because as of November the 1st, there will be about 6,000 drug felons set free to walk around. <laughs> that's all right. That's true. That's the yeah. And that's part of the national effort to reduce drug sentences. So I guess the, the, the ones that just got busted for, you know, minute crimes and for a couple of ounces of weed or whatever, they're going to let them out. About 6,000 of them. So if you live in one of those neighborhoods, whoo, boy, you better look out, better look out, better look out. All right, anyway, <laughs> here's something I, I found while I was looking around. Um, <laughs> um, the Obama administration announcing new testing guidelines. Now, you know, we have been talking about these this common core testing and all this crap for quite some time. Well, Apparently, the Obama administration has heard the parents and, um, you know, and basically feel that kids spend too much time taking unnecessary exams in schools. Now, we say this all the time. I mean, we, we say this, don't we? For those of us that have kids, and why the only thing they're being told is, is, is the test. Well, apparently, the Obama administration has, um, does understand, and they, they, they're going to put out some guys or a plan that basically recommends that students spend no more than 2% of classroom time taking these tests and that parents be notified if their child's school exceeds the limit. Um, it also goes on to say testing shouldn't crowd out teaching and learning and should just be one of many tools to measure how students and schools are performing. So I think this is a great idea. But there's a, always, you know, there's a catch to it. There's a catch. 
being that these are only guidelines, you know, they can't make, they cannot make um, stakes um, do it. Especially the guidelines don't replace those that are part of the no child left behind. But if Congress, so here we go. But if Congress were to alter that law, include the Obama administration's recommendations, districts would then be required to follow them. So it's interesting because we know in, in a lot of instances, a lot of states have taken vouchers to get away from that no child left behind mess. So we, we have to see. There's supposed to be more on this in January, uh, I guess after they get finished fighting over the budget <laughs> in December. Um, so we'll, we'll see what's going on with that. Uh, and um, so that that's what's happening with that. Now, I'm going to ask y'all a question. Five plus five plus five equals what? All right. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess I have to have to um um <laughs> I have to play it to you. Now according to Common Core test, um Common Core um I guess method or whatever, if you were given a, a, a problem of five times three, old school y'all, old school we'll go what? Old school we go fifteen, right? We'll go fifteen. Easy, easy fifteen which would be 5 plus 5 plus 5, which is 15, right? 5 times 3. Well, according to this new math, the way they call core math, that would be a wrong answer. That would be wrong if you put 5 plus 5 plus 5. You have to put 3 plus 3 plus 3 plus 3 plus 3. Any one of the words, you have to put 5, 3 to get 15, and that's the right answer. What's wrong with the three fives? That's a faster way than me. <laughs> and... And that's the problem with that's the problem I have with Common Core. They take a simple problem such as that five times three and make it freaking complicated. It, it makes no sense. So, um, I just thought I'd throw that out there so you can see. <laughs> I did, I did. I see you, eight six two. I see you. I get to you in a minute. All right. So I just thought I'd throw that so you can understand. Uh, what the issue I have with Common Core, especially the math part, you know, because I know I just uh, showed my son something. He told me I was wrong. You know, I had an issue with that. I know I was right. <laughs> okay. Let's talk a little bit about Mr. Ben Carson. You know, that black guy running for president on the Republican side that's supposed to be so mild-mannered and soft-spoken. Well, you know, he not as soft. He's not as soft spoken as as you may believe. And and uh, every now and then it comes out. It comes out. It comes out for sure. Um, lately, it's been, you know uh, it's been about abortion. And Mr. Carson says he wants abortion outlawed, even in cases of rape or incest. Now this is a a, a, a stickler part to the whole fight over abortion. Uh, abortion, period. You know, if a woman is raped or, you know, because of a, a crazy uncle or something that, and have, you know, incest and raped by a relative, you know, many feel that it's okay for, the, for them to have abortion. Well, Ben Carson says no. No, 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 and heck no. He says he would love to see the Supreme Court's 1973 decision 
in Roe versus Wade, which legalized abortion overturned. As for instances of rape or incest, now here we go. Carson said, all you have to do is go and look up the many stories of people who have led very useful lives who were the result of rape or incest. Mothers should not have the right to terminate an unwanted pregnancy. Carson said, just as slave owners did not have the right to do whatever they wanted to their slaves. Had abortionists allowed that, he said, where would we be? Now, that's from Ben Carson. <laughs> now, I don't know what, what where Ben Carson been or what history book is he has he been um uh, um reading or whatever, but I think he's got it kind of confused. Don't you? Don't you think Ben Carson has just a little bit confused? I mean, really? Why? Why, Ben? Why, Ben? Because if I'm not mistaken, slave owners basically did do what they want to to the slaves, regardless of what abolitionists wanted. And where will we be? Ben, I don't know what world you're looking at, but you need to go in, into the hood uh, and you'll see where we are. So I, and this part about the, the, the um, mother should not have the right to terminate an unwanted pregnancy, um, in the case of rape or incest, I disagree with that 100%. I really do. I disagree with that, and I really do believe that um, women should have the right, especially in case of incest, yeah, incest or rape. So, Mr. Ben Carson, I think you, <laughs> you're going down the wrong road, dude. Now, I ain't, I'm not even going to call him brother. I'm going to say, dude, you're going down the wrong way. So, you know, um, that's, that's weird, man. But I think we, we've had individuals like this before, so that's nothing new, nothing new, nothing new, nothing new. All right. Um, Let's see. I think I'll save these for later. <sighs> All right, so are y'all ready to talk to me? I think y'all are. All right, enjoy life. I see ya. Yeah, no, I haven't. Uh, but yes, I'm full of energy because I'm like that. <laughs> All right, I just thought I answer your questions. I'm not. I see somebody got their hands up already, and uh, they want to talk to me, y'all. And you know what? I don't mind them talking to me because we have a lot to talk about today. So, without further ado, let me bring this caller in. All right, area code eight six two. Welcome to the show. Who do I have here? Yeah, it's Cloud calling from my home. <laughs> oh, okay. all right, all right, all right. My co-host in the house. They're not talking about what's going on, Mister Cloud. How are you, sir? Oh uh, no, I had I had to represent with my East Coast number. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, all right. I was wondering, like, okay, who just keep bothering me here? <laughs> but okay. Oh, so what's been going on in your world, man? Uh, man, just working hard, but I'm listening to you talking about, um, you know, Ben Carson and his perspective on women's rights. And it's always entertaining to hear, you know, a variety of different guys' perspective on women's rights because it is women's rights, really. And so uh, it's always entertaining from that standpoint. Not not that we can't have a, an opinion on right. the scenario, but the mm-hmm. way that he... Uh, discussed a woman's white rights was interesting, especially when you think about 
rich melanated people historically, you know, from from Pan Africanism on down, uh, women in our culture are highly regarded. Naturally, I'm not talking about you know when we take on some of the mentalities that we've taken on here, but in our families, you, you can just look at our families in spite of some of the mental damage damaging things that have taken pay, place mm-hmm. um, growing up here. We you still can see a larger um, demonstration of a reverence and uh, and a, and a level of respect. And oftentimes, many women have led households and so on. And so, women historically, um, with in our culture, did they, they had the, the the you know the freedom, they had leadership, they didn't deal with all this misogyny that we see now, and it's uh it's insanity, you know even even when they had the movement the the feminist movement, uh, they wanted to get you know our women involved white women wanted to get our women involved, but they had, you know, rights and freedoms that those women who started that movement didn't have. And so when I, every time I see, you know, the debates about, you know, what women can do, it's, it's quite interesting because it's unique to our culture. That's what I, that's why I say that. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, I agree with you. I, I, I'm with you on we that. Don't live, we don't limit women in our culture. That's just not what we do. Right. Right. So, uh, do you do you agree or disagree with Mister? Um, you know that man, <laughs> oh, uh, with, Carson. With with Doctor Carson, it's it's very rare that we we come into agreement on anything. Mm-hmm. Especially when it comes to something like that, and something like that, I I, I can never do, agree with him on trying to you know make those type of decisions with a you know with regards to what women should do. So that 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 I definitely wouldn't agree with him on on, on that level. You know, maybe maybe if he's talking about something regarding like uh, surgical uh, maneuvers or something like in range of his his profession, I might. <laughs> I might be in an agreement with him because he went to school for that, so he might know more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but definitely not when it comes to women and and their rights. I, I think I think his his sometimes his perspective is is a little. Uh, I know I know it's some republicanism in there. Uh huh. But is but some of the stuff just you know just my opinion. It seems a little just wacky. I was going to say off base, but I'll take wacky. I guess we'll just leave it at that. Oh, man. Yeah, that that, that is a very interesting, you know, uh, train of thought that he has there. And, you know, it's not the first time he says something like that. So, um. You know, I don't know about Ben. You know, I know he's trying to make statements and and what have you, but you know, he used he uses Nazism and, and slavery. He compares a lot of stuff to that a whole lot, and uh, I don't I don't know. I don't know who we want him as president. <laughs> can we really can we really take a lot of these candidates seriously? Because I mean, I know I know they're in the election, but it's it's funny. Because 
I, I say, can we take them seriously? Because you know, every as you know, every time an election comes up, we see these characters and that people play. Everybody plays a character, and they and they play to the media. They play, they create uh, this persona. They create these personas and they put put them out there. Half the time, you don't know if you're listening to the representative or if that's how a person actually feels. You know, because they're they're catering to they're catering to those dollars, you know the dollars right. of, of those donors, those donors in whom they think is going to push them in that position. And I, I, one of the funniest things about the presidential position, to me, just just going back to the simplicity of civics, is the power is in the hand of Congress. The in everything that comes to the president, it has to first go through them first. Then it comes to the president, and he and he or she can veto it, or you know, do their executive orders. But I mean, when it comes to like putting together the, you know, the policies and things of that nature, who who votes on that and make those decisions, we look, we're really looking at Congress. That's who we're really looking at. So it's yeah. always entertaining. Yeah, it's a, not 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 denouncing the, the role of a president. It's just entertaining from that standpoint because oftentimes we look at the president as though the president was the Congress. That's that's what all I'm saying. No, oh, okay. Yeah, and I think in in our political system, uh, even though the president is supposedly the the head honcho, the big man, most of us understand that he's more of a figurehead than anything. Um, he has certain powers, but uh, the majority of the power is through comes from Congress, which is supposed to represent. Now, listen to what I said, which is supposed to represent the people. All right. However, we know we know beyond the local um, political scene, the people very rarely gets represented um, the way they should. And that's just the fact of the matter. It, it really is. Uh, but before I go any further, let me bring this other caller in because they've been waiting kind of for a moment here, and I don't want them to think I'm ignoring them. So let me bring them in, and I'll finish my, my, my thought process. All right, Triple Ones, welcome to the show. Who do I have here? I'm ignoring both of you. How's that? <laughs> okay. <laughs> welcome to the show, Joe. How you doing? How you doing? Hey, yeah, Cloud, how you doing? <laughs> good, good, good. Um, uh, what I was talking about? Oh yeah, the government and, and Congress. Um, you know, it, it's interesting, especially now since apparently Paul Ryan is is going to become the new Speaker of the House, and we all know Paul Ryan is is a Tea Party Tea Party favorite. Yeah, so. All right, I got to echo somebody need to turn the radio down. <laughs> um, but anyway, so th- th- that that puts a whole different dynamic on it. And uh, right now, the, the the house is divided among itself, which most people say so. But what you have to understand, December eleven is the uh, end of the the the, the what what that was the the bill that extended the, the fiscal year out. And the, the final day is December the 11th, so we really have a, a, a battle beginning to brew uh, in Congress about the fiscal budget. You and mean of about course, the debt ceiling? The debt, huh? The debt ceiling? The yeah, the debt ceiling, yeah. Okay. 
And, um, you know, here's the thing. Uh, there's still some um, elements of the Republican Party that wants Planned Parenthood defunded. Okay. And the president, you know, is basically saying, no, we, we're not doing that. So it, it's going to be a very interesting, to say the least, um, couple of uh, uh, couple of weeks coming up regarding um, Congress and, and the President of the United States, especially with Paul Ryan, because I, I think Paul Ryan is, is a, we don't know really, besides what he did when he ran for president, which wasn't much, you know, so I don't know what to expect from Mr. Ryan, but I guess we'll find out here real soon. I think they're supposed to vote on it um, Thursday, Thursday afternoon, I think, so we'll see. So anyway, what's going on, Joe? What's happening with you, man? Did you guys um, take a look at the Benghazi committee? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes I, I, uh, uh-huh. <laughs> Was that a yeah. farce or what? I mean, the Republicans, they're trying to look as though they're trying to be very hard on Hillary Clinton. But they even their so-called um, hard questions weren't to me very, very hard. They weren't very probing. They could have done better. Um, so, you know, it's just my prediction is that if, this is going to be, or next year is going to be the year of the woman. I predict it's going to be Hillary Clinton for the Democratic uh, nominee and uh-huh. Carly Fiorina. Trump has already been surpassed by uh, Ben Carson, and neither one of them um, have a shot of winning. And I think it's going to be uh, Carly Fiorina. So which uh-huh. means whoever loses, a woman will win. Because women... Well- don't forget, women are not the minorities, even though they say they are. They comprise 55% of the population in the United States. Right. And uh, even if you talk to a woman and they know all about politics, they'll still want to have a woman, a first woman president. And I I predict either one of those two. Well, I, I have to say maybe, maybe Hillary. All right, but as far as... um. Um, um, Carly, I don't think so because she, even though she she started out strong, but she's kind of died a little bit. Um, I, you know, the more that it, it, it comes up, I was reading over the weekend to where a lot of um, African Americans are beginning to kind of jump on the Trump train, which is very interesting, you know, <laughs> and and that's one of the things that bothers the Republicans. You know the Republican Party because why they can't. Well, think about the Republican it. Party. Well, hey, that's more votes for Trump. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, you know who? Oh, who else? Who else do they have? Well, you know, right now, um, I would have thought it would have crumbled the Democratic Party, but I see what they're saying. They they don't like Trump. They've they've actually admitted they're trying to get a concerted effort together to try to get him. Out of the um, out of the race, but he'll he'll fall uh, he'll fall by the wayside anyway. And then uh, you're talking about the black vote. I'm pretty sure the black vote, if they attach themselves to Trump, and if Trump falls by the wayside, they'll probably go for whoever he recommends. And he just might recommend Fiorina. Ah, I don't I don't see I really don't see Trump recommending her. <laughs> I, I really don't. Yeah, but but I know it won't, it, won't be, it, it won't be it won't be a bush. I, I can guarantee that. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> oh, wait a minute. Did Bush say that he recommended Trump or something? Because I, I read a headline that Trump said that he was for Bush. I mean, uh, Bush said that he was for Trump. I doubt that, seriously. Me too. <laughs> the, the, the way they've been going at each other in the headlines, I, I doubt they're <laughs> right now. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. Right. yeah you, and you know that the consensus picks, picks Hillary or Jeb Bush. Those are like the main, those are the main two uh faces that they can control. So that that that's why you don't see a lot of people jumping up and down over Trump or 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 people jumping up and down over uh what's what's the other one? Uh I'm trying to think of who it's, it's another Bernie Sanders? Yeah, yeah, Sanders too, but not not so much as Sanders Christie. I was thinking of Christie. Christie Oh, oh Christie. Okay. A lot of yeah, a lot of people weren't as you know, gun hole Christie because they don't know Trump and Christie. They don't know if they can control Christie. They know that Christie would do what he needs to do to get what he wants done. So like, they don't know if they can control him and Trump. You definitely, you know, they definitely know, don't think they know they can think they can control him. So that's so typically, you know, the Republican Party is definitely not going to be big fans. Of of Trump really, and they still I think people are still indecisive about about uh, you know Christie, but I think the the main two people that they're looking at, in my opinion, the, the money changers are are uh, Clinton because you know Clinton is part of that you know part of that controlled group, and you also got a judge, you know those those are the go tos that they they have. Their their you know long long legacy of connection with the money the money the money changes know they can these are people they can control so those are those are always going to be the favorite until somebody can you know prove otherwise because you know the the money changes favor them. I don't favor Trump. Um, the money changes if by money changes you're talking about the lobbyists. The lobby, you know, the lobbyists and anybody who can put money into the hands of, you know, who can use funnel the money through lobbyists typically like to connect with, like the Bushes, because you know the Bushes have a history of being connected to the money, and they have, you know, Hillary, the Clintons, because you know they they've been controlling the Clintons for yeah, they have forever. the tax, and yeah, I'm sure they have the like. Actually, who controls the the politicians? I'm I'm convinced are. Um, uh, foreigners, international bankers, and they have that money laundered, and, they, and it goes to the candidates through the foundations, through campaign donations, through super PACs. And um, as far as I'm concerned, the, all of these people are controlled, because even if they think they're not, um, the money changers that you're talking about, Cloud, I'm sure that they have a, a two or three blackmail. Um, uh, Let's say advantages up their sleeves, those kind of tricks. They and and Trump, you know, he, he keeps bragging how rich he is, but this guy is always like two cents short of bankruptcy. And the and the way he makes his money isn't through the casino; it's through uh, leasing out his name. And I'm sure a guy like him, he's got something in the background that will pop up at the appropriate time, just to let people know, hey, I control you. You're not, you, know, you can be president all you want, but you're still going to do what I say through my proxies. 
because uh, and that's why I keep saying it's going to be Fiorina versus Hillary. Uh, well, I don't know, because uh, I, I look at it. If you put Hillary in, um, you're gonna get a combination of Obama and Bill, plus whatever Hillary decides to throw in. Okay, uh, you know Jeb. You put Jeb in. I'm sure you're gonna get some of his brother and a little, you know, a couple other people in there. It, it, it's a very interesting field, to say the least, because right now. It's kind of in flux. You know what I mean? Because can you really count out Bernie Sanders? Can you really count him out right now? Yeah, well. Absolutely. You can't contr- You can't count out anybody that they can control. Yeah. Uh, they can put in anybody they really want. And, you know, Sanders and right. Hillary Clinton, there's not that much difference between both, uh, between either of them. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. They're the, they're the same same people, basically, because the same people control them. The Democrat, Republican, same if, if, in my opinion, is the same party. I, I, don't, I don't know why. They we, are the same we, party. Like they, they like preach, the Democrats. Yeah, they preach yeah, different platforms when it comes to election time. But when it comes to reality, what they vote for, they're always spending more money. They're always going overseas to bomb other countries. They're always raising taxes. It's the same party. It doesn't matter who you vote in. That's right. A good, that's a good point. <laughs> you know, no, but the I was reading something the other day that was that was quite hilarious to me. Um, I think it was this one uh, uh, representative. I think he's from South Carolina or some. I think it's South Carolina. Where he actually mentioned that if Hillary becomes president on the day she's sworn in, they're going to impeach her. And I thought that was the funniest thing in the world. I'm like, good lord. <laughs> You know, are y'all that scared of this woman? Y'all already planning to impeach her? Oh, I mean, boy. really? You know, that that was so funny. I just had to laugh at that. But that goes to show how bad, you know, they don't want her there. You know. Yeah. It's all, it's all smoking, Mary. Yeah. yeah. That was, I was just going to say that. It was, was comical, I think, I believe everybody, I think you guys could agree. One of the funniest things is, is the biggest joke that that's, Constantly played on humanity. While they while they use all these different media mechanisms to create stir up conflict between what I the majority, which is people that are not the one percent, not the the wealthiest wealthiest well, people who own pretty much everything. And I'm not talking about you got fifty million dollars. That's good, but own everything. All most of all the real estate, most of all the countries, you own every, practically everything. That small group is constantly playing a trick on everybody else and, and causing us to fight over biases that that they create. They they have the racial bias fight. They got the you know the the poor and the middle class and the wealthy fight. So all these different distractions continue to go on while the same people keep keep getting richer and richer and stealing everybody's money. Hmm. It's, it's pretty much. And to piggyback off what you're saying, Cloud, I should have done your show before, Eric. I keep thinking of Obama as nothing more, and I'm serious about this. If there is such a thing as the Illuminati with the Rothschilds, the Rockefellers, etc., I keep saying if that's true, then to me, Obama was like a joke. It was like the Rothschilds saying to the Rockefellers and vice versa, I'll bet you I can get a black guy that nobody knows. 
It's a Muslim name. The controversy about where he was born to be elected president of the United States. I'm saying that was done sort of like a chessboard thing, like, okay, I'm going to move my pawn over here, now it's your move. My pawn is Obama. Because I think the world can be controlled that much by the super-rich people. Mm. Wow. And if they can do that, they can, they can do anything with any of these clowns that are up there. That's you a know, very was also interesting. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Cloud. Go ahead. Go ahead. I know. I was just going to say was also interesting is you know how they talk about um, all the different, as they say, houses that control the money changes that control from the Rockefellers to the Rothschilds and so on and so on. And you always you can just just if you look at candidates, you can you tend to be able to connect like people who are elected. To one of the houses, I give you a quick, a quick example. I'm gonna just use one. We, since we're talking about Obama, you you take Obama, you use the University of Chicago. You know that the University of Chicago is connected to the Rockefellers. Bingo. So the guy that you never heard of, who was a local, uh, a local politician, most of the people in his own city never heard of, rises to power and becomes the president. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chicago. Uh-huh. I can tell it's controlled. Bang. And then when you then you, you can do the same thing with the bushes and so on and so on. Every time somebody is elected into any part position, whether it's president, Congress, so on, with the exception of probably like local local politics like uh, aldermen or something like that. So which which is is, is important too, but I'm just saying those are those aren't on the same level. They don't have the same gravity. You can always connect those people back to the, you know, we, we always say the money, but you can also look at, you can also identify specifically what the who who is, who the money is. You can identify the people that in concert from donorship and so on, from schools, what school that they come up from, who are the alumni that controls their university. So you can pretty much track and know who you're dealing with every time somebody gets elected. And I like what you say about the alumni of the university, because you have to find out early, are these people going to be the candidates of the future for our agenda? So I would think that you have to go through the alumni, you have to take a look at certain, um, certain people in college, find out what their views are, and then groom them. Just like they did um, Obama. <sighs> yeah, yeah, I, I can see that point. But I want to make a point that and since y'all we we brought up colleges real fast, you mm-hmm. know, um, you know, it, it's amazing how all these universities are taking back their honorary degrees from um, Bill Cosby, right? But you don't see them, you don't see them giving back his money, do you? <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> I just had to put that out there, man. You know, every time you read, you know, this university is taking back their honorary degree. This one, but you don't hear nothing about them giving back his money. So, <laughs> That's a good point. I mean, yeah, I mean, so, you know, really? <laughs> if uh, I was in my sickness, you can take it, give me my money back then, you know? Let's <laughs> see how that sits. Oh, Lord, but anyway. Let me bring Maze in. She's been waiting quite a while, so let me bring her in. 
All right, welcome to the show, Maze. How you doing? Hello. 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 <laughs> I have to give my opinion on what I just heard. The Illuminati picks, every, as we say, they pick everybody. So they just happen to have picked the president that we have now and all the uh. other presidents. And we ain't had no problem with it. We don't have no problem with the next one they pick. But I guarantee you this, and no Ferrarini or Hillary, neither one, not going to win president. And none of the clowns that I hear, I don't even hear them running for nothing except against each other and complaining about nothing. Wait, May, do you think that Hillary doesn't have a chance of winning? I didn't say she had a chance. I didn't say everybody has a chance of running. I didn't say she, I said she wasn't going to win. That's what I said. So I'm asking you, you don't think she has. Okay, Joe. So you don't think she has a chance of winning then? All of them got a chance. Just because you got a chance don't mean that you're going to win. All right. You don't think she has a good chance? No, not in my, not in, okay. not me. Oh, okay. I'm not indoctrinated to be repeating just because somebody said she could win and she will. <laughs> okay. If I was indoctrinated, I would believe that. Okay. So, so uh, um, go on with your wisdom, then. Who you? Who do you I have? Been, I, none of them. None of them? Wait a minute. You can't none say of none of them, mate. One of them's got That ain't one of them. Okay. In my opinion. That's a good now, I wasn't wrong about the one that we have for president. Twice I said he was going to win, and he did. Now, what I see now, I don't see nothing. So you're, I just well, hear, but who do you think is going to win? I'm not. We're not asking who your favorite is. I said none of them. None of them is going to win. So all the ones that are, can, that are trying to compete for the primaries and the Democrat and the Republican uh, primaries, not one of them is going to Somebody new is going to win? So you used to think Rand Paul was going to win, and he's not even in the picture anymore. Well, he's still in the picture. He's, still he's just the at debate. the end of the rope. He's about to be like George Bush. Well, that's true, but who do you think? Mm-hmm. For, they might run think... out of them, and then they might have to get a whole new group. A whole new Okay. I just want to make sure. So you're saying nobody now in the present group is going to win, but somebody new that we don't know of yet might win. Maybe. It could be. Maybe. Okay. Okay, man. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> that's that's very that's very interesting. It's, it's very different. Sure is. It's different, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right, good friend. Let me bring Michael in. Welcome oh, to the no. show, Mike. What's going oh. on? Hey, what's up? Good afternoon, guys. Yeah. Good afternoon. Hey, ladies, how you doing, Mace? Hello. I want to leave you out. Mm-hmm. How you doing, Mike? All right, real quick. For Joe to say that the Rothschilds, <laughs> Dick Obama. Like, you know, just, I guess they, you know, drew straws. I don't know. Uh, that type of rhetoric Joe is saying is the reason why black community don't vote with this, you know, conspiracy stuff. And I hear it all the time. Go into the community, black community, Joe, and mm-hmm. say what you say, and people will not vote. And and, 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 and and that's just what it is. And I just want to say, I think, I don't know the exact numbers, but I remember that night. Obama had when they said that he won, he had and th- and this was the, the the number of votes. He had 36 million, and McCain had 33 million. Well, you have 16 million blacks uh, that are registered to vote. Only 11 million out of that 16 voted in 2008. 95 percent of the 11 million. <laughs> Of black people voted for Obama, Democrat, Republican, liberal, unaffiliated blacks voted for him. That's across the board. (laughs) 
I mean, you can be a staunch, uh, quote-unquote, coon. You still voted for Obama. And that's just how it was. So if you look at it, um, and I'm quite sure Obama got 61% of white vote that was in that 30 or 40-some million. But if black people would have stayed home like they normally do, he wouldn't have got in. Now you can blame it on you. You can blame it on the uh, the uh, the uh, yeah the Illuminati. But the the people still have the last decision. If you want to say the Illuminati gives the money to persuade people's minds by running commercials, putting propaganda, having people uh, uh, make their opinions, uh, find out scandals, sure. But the last decision is the people. The Illuminati is not forcing nobody to vote. But I just want to say this, and I'll fall back for a minute. As far as the Benghazi hearings, people were saying that, you know, it really didn't change people's mind. Well, it did change my mind. Um, I still stand firm that her and Obama played with the public propaganda and was blaming it on a video. It was confirmed the other day when she went home, or I think she talked to her daughter, and she didn't say a video. She said it was a terrorist group. Factually, but you plan it out. So I, I already knew that, and that's a quote-unquote plan politics, and they want to get Obama elected because he didn't want to look bad. So they spent, they spun it. That's just a fact. They spend, People spend things all the time. People on BTR spend stuff. You worry about the politicians, so they did it. But what I was surprised, and it changed my mind, that it's not a big deal because I learned that Stevenson had her personal number. He did not personally complain to her. He could have. Now, I'm thinking years ago, uh, what, a year ago, well, no, well, that's 2012, um, that he was actually asking her, actually asking her personally, she was denying. And found out, man, that man never called her, and it had to go through the procedure. So I, I don't think the Benghazi and anything. But when it comes to those emails, serve at home, anybody with a basic IT education, anybody who ever, anyone who ever works, or I'm sorry, works or worked with the federal government, even a regular corporation, talks about the security procedures. I'm talking about a mail clerk working for the federal government takes the same security class that she takes. You cannot. And I don't know if it's going to, and I, I don't, because you got to realize what we hear now are polls, even in the Republican Party, it's just polls, no one voted yet. So all this is just speculation. But when you, somebody has classified information on a server, and that server is not on government property, it's unsecure. It's crazy. In, in, in IT security, you have to think about not even the software and the hardware protection, but you have to t physically protect your equipment. You have to worry about the environment. You have to worry about floods. You have to worry about uh, um, power outages, mm -hmm. all of that stuff. But one thing is the security. So she was wrong for that. So if any education person know that she was right, and me personally, I think she, because a lot of government employees, uh, they work at home. Um, they may work two days at home, two days at, on a job, and then they're off for three days, especially when it comes to IT. They have really specs. I mean, IT is one of the best flexible schedules that, oh, my goodness, it's so sweet. But one thing about it is is that once you know that, they know that she committed a crime, man. This is something serious. 
Now, if they let her slide on this, because they even got a, a, a black gentleman. I just, same case. He did the same thing. They didn't, they was about to send him, send him to prison, but they forced him to resign. They got rid of him, and he may not be able to get another job. His security clearance was taken away from them. So I'm thinking if that, if that, if she, you know, wins that, I'm talking about this summer, yeah, they may have some hearings. The FBI may be coming to get her. Now, if they don't do this, man, they can't touch nobody. I would say anybody else that has a similar case as Hillary uh, uh, Clinton, if they go to court, they should um, reference her case back and say what the hell happened. I know I've talked a lot, Mr. Talk, but I'm falling back now. Thanks, man. You know, I, I you know, I, uh, you said a lot, but I, I have a question. I know I did. I have a question. What crime did she commit? What crime did she commit? I well, mean, let, first of all, the crime is... Now, here it is. After five House committees, two Senate committees, right, and an Independent Accountability Review Board, what crime did she commit? After all this, and this last one cost us, what, $5 million? And and it was just a, a basically a political ploy? What crime did she, and she still hasn't been convicted of anything. The FBI is investigating. They haven't found anything. What did she commit? Well, she has two, two cases. I, I, I mean, but, but see, Mr. Talk, there's two separate cases. Now, if you want to talk about Benghazi, she did not commit any crime in Benghazi. But if we're going to pay millions upon millions of dollars for the O.J. Simpson case, I think the government should pay millions of dollars to investigate their own. And we all on BTR always complain about they're getting away with stuff that the ordinary people can't get away with. And then now when people are crushing people and trying to say, hold up, you can't do this because any former government can do it. I mean, yes, to me it's not a waste of money. It's not. This is what we want. I mean, we just spent $50 million over in Iraq training five to ten soldiers, Mr. Uh, uh, Talk. That's a disgrace. Five soldiers. But is that her fault? No, that's not her fault. I was just using that as that it's not a waste of money. We're wasting money on a lot of things. Wasting money prosecuting these people that's from doing stuff that's crazy that the ordinary citizen would get locked up. I mean, would get locked up, would have federal crimes. They would have a federal record for the rest of their life. Security, killing, strip off them. If I do it on my job, I'm dead. I'm gone. I'm losing my career. They might blackball me. <laughs> I cannot bring no service. Uh, listen, even in, even when I work home, they give me special equipment. I do not have no server. You remote. I, I, I'm I'm do, I'm doing a remote access. I don't have no server in my damn house. Seems like it was I got a special modem, or sometimes people will give you a dial-up modem so you can dial up into uh, uh to, to the server so you can uh, do files. Depending on what they're going to do, files or, or what have you, files transfer or things of that nature. It all depends on yeah, what your job specifications are. Yeah. Can I say something? Yeah, else? right. But it doesn't have right. It, it, if she had a server, it doesn't have to be. Was, it doesn't have to be internet based. It can be dialed. No, no, no. no. Uh, I'm saying she was talking to Petraeus. She was talking to everybody except the president on that server. So in other words, she had her own government going along when the president had his going on. And well, she can't have so that. Long. I'm just saying if you have if you have secret information well, on the server, server it, it has to be on government property because the government can physically 
I don't care. I don't care which department it is. You cannot have a government server at your whole home with a classified. Right, it's totally wrong. Anybody in our can know that shit. Yeah, I'm saying. I apologize. Yeah, I'm saying. But the problem is that she had one. She wasn't supposed to, but she had one. And the people that she was talking to. Well, and Sue was saying that one server was in someone's closet, in their bathroom closet. What was Trey's job? The reason why he got pushed out the way? Who? Trey, yeah, the one she was talking to. Trey told his girlfriend uh, secrets. No, no, no. He told his girlfriend secrets for her book. That's why he got fired. He was talking to Hillary, too. He was communicating through her on that server, too, Trey's was. So I'm saying, like, and he was doing, what was his Well, job? he could, right, but, uh, right, but the reason why portrayed, but but that's not his fault. I mean, if he's sending her an email and communicate with her, he doesn't know where the server is. That's her responsibility. And I don't Hold even on. know why the people did it or, or, or let her have it. Wait, wait a minute. Now, if, if you're going to say Petraeus, okay, so basically, uh, okay, let's let's start to put it in a nutshell. Basically, they want to charge Hillary with the same thing. They let Petraeus get away with. No, 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 no. The bottom, no, no. bottom line, classified. Yes, some right. of the charges. Yes, you're absolutely right, no, Mister Talk. You're absolutely right true. because people are pointing. Uh, people are uh, pointing the comparisons between her and Petraeus. It's still about top secret it information. Well, it was up. Okay, I, I'll listen to Joe. Let him what explain. it was is partially that. It compared huh. to that. But what the issue is, there are two different issues. Number one, you're not supposed to have a server. If you're working in the State Department or any governmental facility, you're not supposed to take a governmental server and bring it on, bring it home, no matter what. That's against that. the law. That's just plain blank, period, simple. Well, she said Colin Powell had one. Well, that he broke the law, so what are you saying? No, he didn't break the law. That's how he used it, though. He may have had permission, but they have made, like I said before, on certain government jobs, they will give you certain equipment. Now, he may have had such uh, a particular equipment. It all depends. She may have not. What I'm saying is, I don't know if he had a server in his house. I know that he was doing. No, well, hold up. I'm just saying they're all so comparison. They say Colin Powell was doing work from his, uh, from his home. Now, if, if he, he had a server, hold on, hold on, hold on. If he had a server. Mike, if he doesn't have it in his house, there's no comparison. That's Plain true. Well, it, no, well, it can be a comparison. Now, hold up, brother. If he did, if he did, oh, my God. Look, you're not even in IT, yo. Yo, right now you're talking to someone not even a, uh, can, I ask, can I ask a question? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold on, Mace. You guys sit in a minute. Hold on. All right. So, the bottom line of what we're saying is, Henry had a server. Colin did, but he worked from home. But uh, the, the actual crime was, if she had a government server at home, that was the issue, that she shouldn't have had that. Right. right? And now the emails, that's another separate issue, but which is very important. Because, right. as you were mentioning before, Eric, there were about five or six different committees and panels convened in order to try to find out what was um, Hillary's involvement with uh, with Stevens. But this particular committee was the only one that had the opportunity to take a look at these particular emails since they found out that Hillary, after Benghazi and after these other committees, had the server at home. So now they had access to these freaking emails, and they're finding out that she's allowed to classify or non-classify at her whim these particular emails. So they're muddying up the waters. Mm. Joe, 
Yo, do you know what the uh, are you in IT? Do you know what the word remediation means? What's that got to do with what you're doing about IT? What the fact that you're well, no, IT, I was just saying it, it, it's either a yes or no. Well, you don't know. That's why you said it. remediation is real crucial. And what she did, she can go to jail because she tried to destroy the remediation. Remediation is just forensics. When 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 you have to co- uh, recover um, um, damages to your system. And there's a process that you, I'm not going to go through the process, but there's a process that you must do. But the rule is that if you have an incident, it's called an incident report, just like we have in the military, same damn thing, uh, Mr. Tall. An incident report, you cannot touch, you cannot delete anything. And when you go into forensics, they go, they try to recover the most volatile uh, data first. Volatile, uh, volatile means like RAM. If, if, if you cut off, uh, the most volatile is, will, will be your coach memory and your CP, uh, uh, CPU. Uh, uh, L1, L2, uh, you can have what they call layer 1, layer 2. Your coach memory, that's the most volatile. Then your RAM. And then it goes on and on to that. And then the, and the last one is, 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 is the static memory. Um, but she deleted stuff, and you cannot do that. I'm letting you know. That I'm That's just, what we're look, saying. me, what me and I, right, right, I know that, Joe, I was just bringing, yes. So what, okay, uh, yes. All right. So, yeah, she So, in other words, you're just saying what I just finished saying. Right, in another way, that's all, and I gave a little right. bit more information. Okay, So, what the fuck? All right. right, we do it all the time on the shows. I'm dumb as a talk. This guy's not getting to me. I'm having a good day today. Yeah, I get to you. Don't you worry. Wonderful. You're, you're almost busting out already. And the sex was good last night, Joe. I don't think you can get to me. Oh, you finally have some sex last night? We don't need to know that. We don't need to know that. Yeah, I'm, I'm just messing with you, though. You got some sex last night, Mike. Because I know yeah. he never lived with a woman in his life, so I was just messing with Mr. Talk. Yeah, right. and, and since you, you know got sex cool. last night, that's good, Mike. Okay, May, did you have a question? Uh, I'm going to have a question. Was it about sex last night? No, it wasn't. Okay, all right. It was about so. mediation? Okay. <laughs> all right, so... Basically, the bottom line is they had this. They had the opportunity to ask about these emails, and they they really didn't do it, which was surprising because this guy, uh, what's his name, Gaudi, 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 yeah, yeah, he was a prosecuting attorney, so I would think he would. Well, initially oh, yeah. he sounded like a prosecutor, but uh, he no, kind of backed that. off of it. He sure did, didn't he? Yeah, he, he sounded like nothing but a nut. No, he did sound like a prosecutor attorney. The way he was, um, you know how how attorney get you on on stand and 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 try and make you say things that <laughs> that you're not saying. And I, mm. I think Hillary actually handled it well, though. Oh, Hillary was a champ. I don't think she handled nothing. You don't think That's so? That's my opinion. You don't think so? Why not? Why oh, not, mate? Why you know, you the, last she she up that, the last time she went up there with them glasses on, thicker than the than bo- uh, Coca Cola bottle. Uh huh. But they had to do it in fact. And she yeah. sit there, and she didn't give no answers then. And she sit there, and she didn't give no answers this time. Okay. She was. It was just a. It was just a parade of of Saturday Night Live. Cause all of them at the end. Is somebody gonna do me like that? And then you think I'm gonna get up and shake your hand and smile and grin with you like uh, I'm did. so happy? No, 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 no. That's why she did well. Cause she I remember when I saw her. What Adidas John said. Don't trust her. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Well, she gave so many nebulous answers. She came out smelling like that, a rose. That's you they all right. She was flawless. She was flawless. 
Yeah. You know, she, she, and, and you got to realize she was she's an attorney. She knows. I mean, she knows the game. So I mean, she she knows the jargon. And I noticed because I watched it. I noticed that when they would ask her questions, she would not give yes or no. She would not give a close-ended. She would uh, elaborate to draw out the time. I knew she was doing that. Mm-hmm. And then you don't want to give a yes or no answer because you don't want to uh, make their points. And she said, well, before I give you yes or no answer, let me explain myself. And they couldn't stand it. And she was drawing it out, wasting up time, milking that clock. And, you know? and they didn't ask the questions. They should have been asking the first That's right. So that's why I say it was just a parade. Right, but Mr. Talk, this hearing wasn't about the emails. This was just about Benghazi. So the FBI is still investigating her on the emails in the server. So she's not out of trouble yet. Actually, it wasn't even about being. It was just a farce to get her there to try. And, and, and you know, the interesting part about it is some of the, the members of Congress actually let it come out that it was just a thing to, to derail her a political, her presidential. You know, and, and this guy had to tell them to shut up. You know, you had to give props out to Baltimore, Elijah Cummings. Uh, he really was her lawyer. I mean, he was, you know, I mean, that, I mean, you know, you know where I get my loud. I mean, I'm sorry, you know, people from Baltimore, we're real loud and we don't apologize. But he defended her uh, like uh, she was saying him. But actually, all the all of them up there, you know, defended all the dams were. Yeah. All of them, yeah. Uh, you know, they they had a back on this one. They really did. They did. Well, I was talking about the more compassionate uh, person that was speaking with more conviction was Eliza Cummings. You know, the black energy no. just comes out. We want our voices heard. So, no, I said that's a good thing for a black man to be in that high position, knowing his law, questioning him and saying, hold up, y'all saying this, y'all contradicting yourself. This is what black people need to do in America. Point out the contradictions. That's law. Point out their contradictions. That's what we need more. Strong men like that. Yeah, and whenever anybody points out your contradictions, it's always, hold up, hold up, hold up, wait a minute. What about? <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, <laughs> all right, so. Uh, uh, giving his opinion. Okay, yeah. so I, I'm sure, I'm sure <laughs> we, uh, we'll get more, we'll hear more about this uh Oh, yeah. going on. The, the best thing that happened to Hillary so far was when they found out I had that little uh, snippet of the guy from the Benghazi committee saying that, um, and I didn't think he said it all that outright, but I think he implied very strongly that the committee was set up in order to try to derail um, what's-her-face. <laughs> but that's what, you know, that's what partisan committees do. This isn't yeah. the first time, and it's not strange. It was just all released right. in the press. And it made uh, nice headlines, and it really pushed her ahead. So when she pushed um, her ahead of what? Huh? Pushed her ahead of what? Pushed her ahead in terms of people not trusting her. Now they're going to say, eh, maybe maybe this is a um, a campaign against her. What so, people? Yeah. So that'll push back their distrust of her. Those who thought, well, Hillary Those can't be trusted, people. and they're on the fence. Okay. They're mm-hmm. now going to think Hillary's okay. You, yeah. Did you see what uh, she did to the other night when they were... Hold on, hold on, wait a minute. Let's see. Representative Kevin McCarthy of California, yeah, the one that they wanted to replace um, Boehner as speaker, he the one who s- suggested on Fox News that the committee purpose was to bring down Mrs. Clinton. And then there was um, Richard Hanna of New York. Yeah. That, that said the same thing. 
And then there was a former staff member of the committee went public with accusations that the panel was not focused on focused on investigative work and did so little before Mrs. Clinton's email mm. issues came to light that some days they sat around drinking wine. So mm. <laughs> they, that's how they did, that's how they've been doing all the time. Mr. Talk, Mr. Talk, someone in the chat room mm. saying remediation deals with the environment. He must have Googled it. No. It's Different terminologies in different fields. Look up IT remediation, JC. What the fuck, man? I, I support my family and what I know, bro. What are you talking about? You Google up and you'll see about agriculture, but there's another type of remediation in IT. Google it up and let me know. Call okay. in and see what it's about. It's all right, my piece. Yeah, I'll take a look. Hey. Yeah. All right. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so... Yeah, so, you know, it, it was put out there. And, you know, with her sitting in front of it, I mean, who really could could really take this committee serious at all? That's at right. All. It, yeah. was the, it was the, the wind at her back. Somebody did. Her head. Mm-hmm. No, not really. Because by the time she said that, all the steam was out of it anyway. You know, it, it, it was interesting because the day before, I found an article that said Hillary Clinton, at nine o'clock that morning, had um, dropped out of the presidential race, right? Mm-hmm. And um, in the article, it said at nine o four, the Republicans canceled the <laughs> the hearing. <laughs> <laughs> and at nine, was, I think it said, I think it said at nine ten, Hillary joined, you know, reentered the race again. I think it was, it, it was it was in the New York Times, I think it was, and I thought that was hilarious. Oh, I got to read that. That's also. about like the New York Times. Something it, the is. it is. Um, then got the hearings canceled after Clinton drops out of race by Andy Barovitz. Um, is that the New York Times? Yeah, New York Times. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna read that article. Oh, yeah. It says, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, the New Yorker. New Yorker. It says oh, Washington okay. turmoil on Tuesday morning as a House Select Committee abruptly canceled its Benghazi hearing shortly after former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton announced that she was withdrawing from the presidential race. Secretary Clinton's stunning announcement came at 9 o'clock a.m., followed by the committee chairman Trey Gotti's decision to cancel the hearings at 9.04. <laughs> as you know, we have been preparing for this week. Yeah, da, 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 da. Yeah, but shortly after Gotti's announcement, Clinton called an impromptu press conference at 9.13 to announce that she was jumping back into the race. I was just trying to prove a point, she told reporters, before heading off to a campaign stops in Iowa in New Hampshire. <laughs> so that was it. But, but, but Mr. Talk, yeah. you remember huh? when they was having a little debate, Horn Barney Sanders and the other guys on the stage? Uh-huh. And it was all supposed to be last year. And Bernie Sanders said, like, that's right, I'm sick of hearing about Benghazi. I am too. Then she turned around and slapped the man in the face, saying what he voted on when they was in Congress. I'm like, you see, <laughs> nobody was watching that. <laughs> he was played. <laughs> he was played. <laughs> yeah, he was played. <laughs> that, was a, that was one of the best things that happened to Hillary that night. I said, he fell for that. <laughs> what if you, <laughs> but if you're indoctrinated, you can't see stuff like that. You're just looking at her. She ain't saying nothing. <laughs> yeah. So like he just did the man in. He was being nice, and all of a sudden she just told him to turn on him. But we've seen that picture before. She didn't turn on him. Yes, she did. She shook his hand. She said thanks. No, no. she said when when she turned around and said, "Well, when you was in Congress, you didn't even vote for this. You voted against it." 
Oh, that was pro- yeah, that was either before the statement or after the statement. It had nothing to do with the statement about the emails, though. No, I'm not talking about emails. He said, let's forget about it. We don't want to hear nothing about Benghazi anymore. I'm saying when they was having on the stage, the three of them. And I said, now, she turned on the man, and everybody was supposed to be nice to each other. When was this? When was this? It was last week when the Democrats had their a little Are you talking about the Democratic stage. debate? Yes. Oh, well, they had five of them on stage. That's yeah, the they had five on the stage, and she turned on him. She was well, being they're not nice, exactly going to be buddies. Not, I mean, you know, No, but I'm saying... The way she turned on him, he wouldn't expect that. So now he's not being nice to her at all. Oh, well, well, I mean, I mean but I'm saying, go ahead, man. The whole, the whole thing I see, y'all, if you put them all on the stage together, it's still the same thing, both sides. It's wrestling. That's all it is. It's like it's, fun. Uh, it's like what Ventura said. Everybody's against each other in front of the public, but backstage, off yeah. camera, and they're yeah. all slapping each other's backs, drinking wine. <laughs> and that's in every profession. Every and then they profession. Have every, yeah, you got that right. And then they have everybody arguing at each other over them, and they don't even care nothing about them. I mean, we do this on the job. I mean, people go things on the job, man. You got mm-hmm. people conniving, hooking up positions, breaking rules on jobs, and we talk about the pilot. They just human beings, man. Ain't nothing in this world perfect. Even, look, even in the churches, they got scandals in churches. So you know <laughs> if they got a scandal in the church, they're going to have scandals outside the church. <laughs> Unfortunately, you just got to call them out when they come. But, Mr. Talk, what do you think about this uh, epidemic that they are having with this heroin? Epidemic? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, um, it's uh, it's interesting, Maze, because heroin has been a while, around for a while. It's nothing <laughs> new. The only new part about it is now it's up in places like Vermont, New Hampshire, Connecticut, where before it wasn't as bad in certain neighborhoods. But now, you know, since it has replaced meth, uh, it's in the wrong parts of the country, and, and that's why it's an epidemic. But heroin is nothing to Here in Baltimore, meth programs and popping those pills um, replaced the street drugs. I mean, they still sell street drugs in Baltimore, but most of the people, they... They got away from that. Slowly I'm getting away from it. Find all kind of cures for it, you know, and everything. What? What? what they dying from it. it, it well, I mean, like for a, an addiction. You know, a cure for yeah. an addiction. You know, what I was like, besides, don't well, do they it. They were saying like, if if you do an overdose, they got this needle that you can stick in your leg through your clothes, and it'll keep you from dying. I'm like, well, what happened when them crack was going on? They weren't trying to find nothing. Oh, I know what you're saying. Yeah, you're right. They had something to pump their stomach out. Yeah, you're right. You're right, base. <laughs> but it's nothing right, right. But but after they get that pumped stomach out, they still going to yearn for it. So it's not going to make them stop. So they won't die. You know, you know, are you talking they about something like an EpiPen? You talking about something like an EpiPen? Mm-hmm. That you stick their leg? Mm-hmm. Okay, I haven't it's heard about that. Yes, it's a kid that they're supposed to have in their house. I'm saying, like, when the crack epidemic was going on, they didn't care. They weren't talking about putting nothing nowhere, finding no place to put the people. But now they want to put, put them in, give them therapy, put them well, in, put them there. And well, see, marijuana and, and cocaine is different than alcohol and heroin. I, it it you, controls you more your that? physical body in, in the sense of, okay, wait, wait. How do you put alcohol and heroin in the same category? If you let me finish, because it's a more physical type of withdrawal, meaning that if a crackhead will not, 
A crackhead will mentally want crack, which will make his body want crack, but the crackhead will not physically get sick, throw up. It's a mental game. Uh, marijuana is also, you won't get sick, it's a mental game. You might have a little urge to smoke it when you don't have it, but you're not going to go kill, you're not going to go get sick. Now, um, when it comes to alcohol, if if you got a, a person that's drinking alcohol every day, a straight-out alcohol, but have that pickle look, right? That person cannot totally just cold, cold turkey or alcohol because their body is shaped down, they'll get shakes, and you can actually die. That's why they'll give the the alcohol patients, I think, some type of drug to, to I guess, to wean them off of it. Also heroin. If you try to cold turkey on heroin, you're going to go through some physical body pain. And so when you're addicted to heroin and then you, and then you want to get off of it, but then you're scared to go through the pain, Getting off of it, you some people stay on it. So basically, what I'm saying, alcohol and heroin. When you're treating and try to clean a person out, there's two different approaches. Uh, and I'm just saying, with crack and uh, I'm sorry, heroin and alcohol, to get off of it, they're going to give you something because it's a more, it's a more physical type of drug. But then they, that's what I'm saying. It's like they have. They say if you need a withdrawal. The withdrawal is more physical than mental. But I was saying the difference between how it came out and it was no problem and nobody tried to do nothing to say, well, you can go to this clinic and get some help. Now with this, you can go to this clinic and get some help. They ask me, don't be ashamed, just come in and get some help. I'm like, uh, how do I let Noah feel about this? <laughs> well, yeah. you know, I, I still say it just probably popped up in the wrong neighborhood and now something has oh, to be done. It. But, you know, I mean, Mr. Talk, we were talking the other day. Mr. Talk, don't you remember in the 80s? Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on a minute, Mike. You know, because you can ask some of them Vietnam vets about it. And, I, you know, I, I'm sure they have some stories to tell you. You know, some of it you just can't help if you get on it too much. But, hey, Mike, we were talking the other day. Well, I heard a conversation the other day, and they were talking about the crack cocaine take, and they were talking about uh, Ricky Ross. And one person said, well, hold up. He said, well, Ricky Ross, he started the stuff on the West Coast. But on the East Coast, if you remember, it was the Jamaican posse, the Jamaicans in the 80s who brought crack on the East Coast from Florida all the way up to New York. They're the ones who came in the inner cities and taught people how to cook up crack. I remember when D.C., even in Baltimore, well, mostly D.C., they didn't really come down here to Baltimore like that. But in D.C., it had a Jamaican Pisces, and, and D.C. was the murder capital of the world. They were killing. So, yeah, Audi North did do something, started over on the West Coast, but when you talk about the East Coast, no, them, those, those, those Jamaicans, and, and, and I, of course they didn't make it, but those Jamaicans were taught about, uh, by those, uh, those Hispanics, and they brought it on the East Coast. So, that, I mean, it just wasn't all white. I'm just talking about on the East Coast. The white people ain't invaded over on the East Coast. It was Jamaicans that brought it in. But who did the And I can remember as clear as day. Well, who did the hillbilly crank? Huh? Who was cooking that up? The hillbilly crank? Like in West Virginia? The Jamaicans, I mean, crap. Oh, I mean, they were doing it there too? Black people ain't, I mean, well, they might do it on the West Coast. I'm just saying on the East Coast. The East oh, Coast, okay. people in the hood, they ain't, they ain't know how to do it. The Jamaicans yeah. will come in the house. And they have that pattern, and they and they would show all the drug dealers how to cook it up. 
because black because black, black people ain't know what that was, and and you gotta realize where where Jamaica was, it's it's a free um free free access. It, I, I I guess it was a hub for the, for the Mexican <laughs> cartel, and okay. it is what it is. So it was a hub, and then they then they just brought it over into Florida. Then it came over to Florida. I mean, I, of course, it got over in other ways. I'm not saying the Jamaican, uh, uh, the, the, I mean, the Jamaicans uh, was 100 uh, percent uh, financiers of the uh, drug in Florida. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying they played a, a substantial part of the uh, of the crack population on the East Coast. Okay, I, I will have. I have to look that up. Yes, I'm Joe. Um, you don't remember that, Mr. Talk? You live in Florida. You don't remember back in the 80s when they were talking about the Jamaican Pisces and all Man, the violence it, and stuff they were getting in and the crack cocaine? You don't remember that, 86, 87, 88? Something I like that. A part, I was part of, part of it. But anyway, what you got to say, Joe? <laughs> yeah, your name's Joe. Uh, um, was, was you selling it or smoking it? Mike. <laughs> Both. <laughs> Go ahead, it's Joe. all good. Okay. When you were talking about releasing the um, uh, the convicts, uh, the drug convicts, uh-huh. weren't they mainly the nonviolent ones, the ones who were sent to prison mainly for uh, for smoking uh, weed? Yeah, no, pretty much. The, okay. Yeah. Well, and for the, and for those, was, go ahead, Mays. You remember the girl that went to prison for, they like, gave her, like, 20 years or so because she was in the car with her boyfriend and they put her in jail? And it's people yeah. like that that's getting out that didn't even really commit a crime. Yeah, nonviolent ones. Yeah, nonviolent ones. Yeah. Yeah. So when they get out, I'm not gonna be afraid of them. Yeah, that's the yeah. point I was gonna make because when you had <laughs> mentioned about the uh, the convicts getting out of jail, most people uh-huh. uh, would have thought it would have been these these crackheads who are, who are about ready to grab a um, a sort of shotgun. But main, <laughs> most of them are gonna be the um, the nonviolent, you know, uh, hippie types. They're like yeah. the one that got out of prison and he already had his law degree, so he's studying in some law office now. And a lot uh, of them are like that. Yeah, there's a lot of them like that. But it's gonna be so, uh, there's gonna be some of them that are gonna come out here and you know. Oh yeah. And do what they yeah. yeah. They'll just come out of they'll come out and join the other crazies that that they're just walking around like the other people. Yeah, they might become people. Because I can do in burning churches and all join, kinds of stuff. They might join the IT profession. Mm. Might join who? <laughs> the IT profession. <laughs> okay, um, Sean Hannity. Let's talk about Sean Hannity for a moment. Did I make more money than you, Joe? Hey, we need. Hey, hey, Sean Hannity um, drew a comparison between Black Lives Matter and the KKK. Um, yeah. On a recent show, you know, um, basically said the Black Lives Matter movement is racist and akin to the Ku Klux Klan. Uh, he he also um, let's see. Exploded over the news that the Democratic National Committee said it would allow the group Black Lives Matter a, a host to host a town hall forum with candidates, and he was like, "Why don't you let the Ku Klux Klan host the party?" You know, he uh, <laughs> what the hell wrong? Excuse my language. What's wrong with Sean Hannity? Really? He's trying to indoctrinate. He's trying to indoctrinate people to be just as stupid as he is. And that's what it is. Yes. Well, Mr. Talk, he does have a point. What you mean he has a point? What point is that? If he was a part of the Ku Klux Klan himself. Well, this is how I see it, Mr. Talk. If I start a group, Black Lives Matter, Uh I give me a 10-point plan. 
and that t- and and, the, and and that, and that ten point plan is going to get to my goal to have a better re- uh, communications and a better relations between the police department and the community that they serve. That's my goal. But if someone wears a Black Lives Matters and or go to a rally saying that they represent Black Lives Matter, right? And then they start saying, F the police, pigs in the blanket, uh, uh, killed, I mean, this, 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 this killing the police, right? Right? Now, they may be a part of my group. Me as a founder, I can't control everybody. But publicly, if that if if someone is, is if if someone is saying they are part of Black Lives Matter and they want to kill my police and that is not the mission statement and the vision of my group publicly, I would say, we as Black Lives Matter, we do not, um, uh, we do not endorse that no. type of speech. That's not what we want to do, because if we do that, it's not going to get us to our goal. It's going to cause more friction between the police. In his community, but when you have a spokesperson who from 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 Black Lives Matter, uh, and someone's asking him, "What do you say about this?" and he brushes it off and he doesn't make that statement that I'm making, he's condoning it. And what I'm saying is, you, I teach me and myself to try to avoid, and my children try to look at the contradictions of your life, other people's lives, call them out, and avoid it, and get rid of them. You cannot say that this. It, you cannot say that you want a movement like that, and you saying kill the police. You cannot say why that is a racist type of stuff. You cannot do it because we do not want the other side to do it. If you're doing what the other side is doing to you, you will never get nowhere. So, 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 so when a spokesperson was asked that, Mister Talk, and he didn't say, "Okay, we don't have that type of speech." Our our foundation we can't control everybody, but our foundation stands this, and we don't we don't that that type of rhetoric is not associated with this group, no matter what people are saying, and you don't make that clear, you're condoning it, and somebody that's white can be worried about that. That's what I'm saying. They have a concern, and I'm saying I understand that concern. Do I agree with it? I'm not saying I agree or disagree, but I understand that concern, and I understand their points. So I understand, Sean Hattie, because you, you, you don't want a race war. You don't want stuff to do. And, and plus, when you're dealing with uh, young children and things of that nature, because, because this is a young movement. This is How? not an old movement. This is a young movement. Michael, 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 let me, let me stop you right there. How okay. in the world can, can you compare the two groups? You know, you, on one hand, you have a, a group. That, Michael, will you let me finish? Or you will be muted, all right? All right. I'll tell you. All right, now, here it is. On one hand, you have Black Lives Matter, right? A group that is fighting injustice, police brutality, and of all color people, right? Then on the other hand, you have a known group that over centuries in time have shown that they are uh, against any other race besides their own. They believe they are the master race. They have a history of killing anyone they believe is not equal to them. And you want to give them a time hall meet? Really? When it has been shown what happens when they have town hall meetings, that violence erupts all over the place. Now, let me under, let me break this down. Black Lives Matter is a is a uh, movement, and they believe in um uh, you know believe in they want equality and they want the police to start beating up on people of color. 
that's that's the issue right there. They do have a 10-point plan. I mean, I I went over that. If you need to go to my website, I got it on my page. The thing I wrote called Black Lives Matter. But here's my point, Michael. You cannot compare the two. The two are not comparable whatsoever. Now, you may say, well, one is about race. And what if you want to put it in the all of it is about race. But one is basically about defending a group, and the other one is saying we are superior to anybody else. That that uh, so it, it, you cannot put those two together. I mean, you can't say, yeah, let's get well, a look up class time too. No, that, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't. Well, first work of all, Mister Todd, this is America, not, free country. Anybody can get together. Okay, I'm sorry. Now, as far as these these infiltrators. You know, it, it has been proven that there are paid instigators, just like they are here on BTR. There are paid instigators that are are supposed to go in and disrupt and cause chaos. Um, just like in the um, um, Selma marches, you know, when the violence broke up, there were paid individuals to go in there and start violence. So before we start saying uh, Black Lives Matter is... is is, is hate, hateful and all that. Let's let's understand the the the, the, the what's really going on and it's involved in all this. Okay. Now, and there are members that, that, and you must understand right now there are different groups that are claiming to be part of Black Lives Matter. Okay. Let's let's make that serious. Let's let's gonna put that out there. And yes, some of them probably are quite violent compared to what the actual parent group was supposed was, is trying to do. Okay, but you have that everywhere. You have that everywhere. Okay, but, but you have but you have KKK. You know they just they they're they have a history. Okay, let's just put it that way. Yes, Joe, I heard you call me. Okay, did, did you say that there are actually paid instigators on BTR to go? Yeah, with I'm like this is a conspiracy. Yes, yes they are. Yes, Where's the proof of that? How'd you find out? Oh man, really? Don't act like I'm telling y'all something new. No, I didn't know they were paid. Well, who's been paid? I mean, who's on the payroll? Everybody. If you don't know, that means you're not one of them, right? (laughs) Right, I guess it's People just froze. They just human beings like to aggravate people. They ain't getting paid. Go ahead, man. This was like a tea party. And the Uh tea party wanted to harm the police. They wanted to harm the people. But then you had all different kinds of tea party people. Yeah, you had exactly. those that wanted to carry the flags and all kind of stuff and hang with the clan and Sean Hannity ain't saying nothing about them. Uh, he had them on his show talking, and well, he was the agreeing with them. People? That's right, some people from the teachers oh, yeah. because they themselves tea parties because you mm. had all kinds. Yes, right, but but see, Mister Todd, this is a free country. You 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 have a title to your religion. Suppose they have title to free speech, and you can organize any group you want. You can organize with a group. The KKK can have their meetings. That's not against American law, but it's what they do. If Michael, they try to, uh, right, it, it's your actions. Oh, okay, I'm listening. Hold on, hold on, Because okay. you about to say, you about to repeat everything I said in a different way. So let's just go and cut to the chase. All right, um, look. Um, they're not the same. <laughs> you know what I'm about to say. <laughs> they're not the same. All right. I'm just going to put it that way. They're not, right, they're not the same, Mr. Talk. Okay. Listen, and, uh, mostly everything in the world, you can pick out the differences in two things, and you also at the same time can look at the similarities. Now, I'm going to tell you this. Look at the similarities in the speech. 
Now, like I said before, if I was a founder of an organization, Mace, Mr. Talk, and Joe says something that my organization doesn't stand for, I cannot stop uh, Mr. Talk, Mace, or Joe from doing what they're doing, but publicly I can say as an organization I don't agree with that. The organization that we found do not uh, uh, um, do not advocate that type of speech. That's it, and leave it alone. Now you saying, oh, there are so many groups out there. So the the original parent group need to make public statements. People who consider themselves part of the Black Lives Matter movement, the ten point plan is our goal. But the way to get there is not to kill the police. It's not bad rhetoric. That's not. Well, they, the, that's the only thing I was going to say. That's the only thing, Mister Talk. I'm not well, saying they can't have it. I'm just talking yeah. about the rhetoric that you hear the people spewing. I'm just saying, if I was a white person, would probably say, "Wow, I'm worried about that." They're acting just like my grandfathers and grandmothers were. You can't do it. It's a contradiction. So, so, so the so the parent company needs to speak out uh-huh. publicly. And that spokesperson, elect, we don't do disagree with that. So if someone says that, they're not part of the Black no. Lives Matter movement. <laughs> well, the, in, the individuals that were we on not the show, that. the individuals on the show did speak out against that. Um, and, you know, it is what it is. Go ahead, Mace. It's like I was saying, you have perpetrators, that something might be going good, and you got a perpetrator in there, had nothing to do with your group, but then you got your own group, and you saying you Black Lives Matter, too. Uh huh. And they never have. They don't have a spokesperson. Right. And then you got them over there arguing with each other with this person out here speaking, and you wasting your time on what they got to do, and you doing the right thing, and everybody know what you are about, and that person over there, you don't know what they're about, so just leave them out there, and eventually people are gonna find out. Just like the Tea Party people. Mm, the Tea Party people. You yeah, know, the tea party people. interesting because at one point, didn't they say the Tea Party was um. <laughs> the Tea Party, yeah, were, were um, 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 what you call it, uh, racist or what have you? <laughs> Did mm-hmm. they say that? Yeah. Yeah, so. and they, they showed that. They didn't only yeah. say it, they showed some of them in action. Okay. Hold on, let me bring Michigan in. I had something I was going to read, but I'll bring Michigan in because I know he, he want to get in on this one pretty good. Welcome to the show, <laughs> Michigan. What's going what's on? Go- what's going on, man? Not miss, bad, not... what's up, Miss? What's going on? You know how I we do, of... man. We gotta cut that Michigan short. What's up, Miss? <laughs> <laughs> That's our hey. ebonics. That's our language. Okay. I heard, uh, we uh, cut up a two uh, a two letter word. That's how we do. You <laughs> do. Well, okay. well, I was gonna say, uh, you know, I, I heard I heard what all, all facts were saying, and I. I, I want to agree with him, but I, you know, my my Pan Africanism won't won't let me. But <laughs> one one of the reasons why is because you 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 really don't hear the average white uh, speaking out against the extreme uh, parts of their culture, right? Right. Um, so they're with, they're able to be themselves, right? They're able to be extreme. They're able to be moderate. Uh, they're able to be, you know, whatever they want to be within the context of their culture. Uh, mm-hmm. So for me, for to ask blacks to speak out against other blacks, you know, in hopes of blacks, I mean, whites, understanding us as a people or, you know, not being offended or not being afraid, it, it, it's just like the same argument that, 
white cops are afraid for their life, right? So, you know, he pulls out a pistol when there's no data that shows black men lashing out against, you know, cops. So I don't think we should count out to none of European culture. If there's an extreme element uh, within the black community, I say let them be. Let them speak. Supposed to have freedom of speech. Uh, if you have good whites who want to do good by the black community, hell, you sort us out. Let them sort us out. Uh, if you engage with the good ones, then you'll know who the good ones are. But having a black get behind the microphone and disown itself or, you know, disconnect itself from this part of the community, I don't think we should do that. Okay. And I wasn't advocating that. that. I, I I was just saying as a group, if you if you believe in that type of rhetoric, said if you don't, and someone is saying that rhetoric in your name, don't do it. I mean that's just like on the street, man. You can't if you rep you got rep you can't be saying something and you representing somebody and the person that you represent don't get down like that. You are gonna be in some trouble. So, so so that's the only thing. I'm not I'm not saying they can't say it. I'm just saying if the organization doesn't believe it publicly. They say, okay, we don't agree with that type of speech, and just move on. But they haven't said oh, okay. now. Yeah, said now, Mr. Okay, Talk so said that, that, that spokesperson flagging. said that. Right, but when they questioned the spokesperson, he did not say that. He said, well, we understand their frustrations. That's it. He, he never said, well, Black Lives Matter, well, we understand their frustrations, and also Black Lives Matter, our goal or our vision is not to kill the police to, you know, to achieve our goal. That's just as simple as that, and just move on. Conversation over, okay. but they never did it publicly. That's the only thing I was saying, brother. Okay. That's it. Yeah, okay, well, if, you have, if somebody's false flagging, then I would agree with you. If they're, if they're false flagging, then I would say, yeah, you, you, you could bring that out. But just in general, uh, I guess what I was just speaking in general, we shouldn't have to apologize for any, any extreme uh, parts of our culture. We just say we got a culture. Uh, whites don't apologize for their extreme uh, within their culture, so why should we apologize for extremists in our culture? Well, but 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 we call on them and we get them out. Now let a white group get on the news saying kill niggas. This whole nation, yo, black people ain't gonna go for that. They're scared to do that. And 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 and, 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 and this present day and time, tell me what white group is gonna come out? Okay, he's been banned for a moment. He can come cussing on my show, saying that word. He know better than that. I don't know what's wrong with him. He know better than that. He's just trying me. Anyway, let me bring 240 in. Madhu, what's going on? I think this is Madhu. Black Lives Matter. All right. Black Lives Matter. What you got for me? Well, <clears throat> since you got the uh, this internet radio, but you still have a censoring process, so I have to pick out how to say stuff. Okay. <laughs> so it's, it's real hard. Uh, I agree with everything Mr. Michigan just got to say. Uh, uh-huh. Brother Mike, I, I try to work with the brother. <laughs> but he keeps talking, and he, steps, he starts putting his foot in his mouth. He was doing good, but he just kept talking. <laughs> and I'm like, I mean, some people, they don't have to have enemies. They just do it themselves. And if he had just stopped talking, but then he started saying this stuff about he understands Sean Hannity, and I'm like, oh, no. I mean, <laughs> where do you stop? Now, I I consider myself a part of the Black Lives Movement, Black Lives Matter Movement. 
As a matter mm-hmm. of fact, you know, when I do email, that's where I sign off, Black Lives Matter. That's where I, I'm starting to do the on-the-phone thing, Black Lives Matter. Uh, the Black Lives Matter movement is not the NAACP. You don't get right. a card saying, hey, I'm part of the Black Lives Movement. You can, it's an informal organization. Anybody can say, hey, I'm a part of the movement. I consider myself part of the movement. I've uh, communicated with the organization. They don't communicate back with you like a, a formal type organization. It's a different type of situation here. And I think it's good like that because they don't have to go around and uh, represent and put out fires because I might say something that somebody doesn't like, and then you got to have a spokesperson, uh, a so-called official spokesperson, got to get up and tamp down what I've said. That's crazy. I think uh, this is a new kind of movement. You can't pin it down like you like they dealt with these other folk, you know, where they give them these little bonuses and rewards and all that kind of foolishness. They want this movement to be like that, but it's not like that. So I'm glad it's not like that, and you can't control it when it's like that. Okay. Well, they are a formal organization. That's not true, uh, Magoo. They have, uh, even though they don't have a Pacific leader, there are a group of individuals. They may have a committee that's collecting money. They're delegating. They're sending people out. They are organized. That's just not true. And what I'm saying is, if I was marching with my two, my four children, in that march, me personally, I would chant, but I would not say nothing in a way, me personally, to kill the police, maim the police. There's other ways to do it because in the civil rights era, we didn't do that. And we got bills passed not on that type of rhetoric. We challenged their law. Instead of chanting out vulgar, start chanting out laws, start chanting out policies and bills you're going to make. That's what the young people need to be doing. Start start, start registering to vote and do things of that nature, the things that they can take control. That's the only thing I was saying, brother. You're right. Anybody can say what they want, but as an organization, if someone is saying something in your name that you totally disagree with, and then that's not the vision of your organization, publicly you need to say we don't agree with that. If you're part of that, we don't agree with it, and move on. Now, the reason why I say I understand Hannah is because of the rhetoric that some people may be saying. Is it maybe propaganda? It may be. But I'm just saying, or I'm just talking about the rhetoric, because we're going to criticize the KKK or any white, quote-unquote, cracker who says derogatory things about black people in the public. <laughs> we're going to get on airways. We're going to say they should be shut down. Things. So that's why I say I understood. I'm Michael, not against hey, the hey, Mr. Talk, is, is, is cracker a cuss word, too? <laughs> you know, I'm I... Sartines. I, I, yeah, okay. Sartines, then. I call them the sartines. They're All right. Salty. Okay. Suppose I say F the police. Is uh, some uh, organization official supposed to come out and, and check me? No, bro. I'm just talking about when you have listen, when you have a group of people, 10 or more, in front of national-wide TV cameras, and because the people at Mars can see the cameras in their face, saying something well, who like that. The rule that, is got to be Hold up, brother. I'm just saying what I saw. Saying something on live TV, broadcast, because, you know, the camera's in their face. And me as an organization, I would just say we don't agree with that speech if they're saying they're part of our movement. That's the only thing I would say, and leave it alone. And what is that supposed to accomplish? 
it may not accomplish nothing, but as a as a founder, as a spokesperson, brother, I'm setting the I'm setting the the moral ground for my organization. Everyone has to do it, even in business, brother. What is well, your mission statement? You is your mission if, if 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 what you're chanting is against your mission statement, you're not going to get your goals. And I'm Michael. just saying. Okay. Why don't you join the NAACP or some group that you feel comfortable with and leave other groups alone? No, 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 brother, <laughs> brother. I am part, listen to brother, I am part of the Black Lives Movement, okay? Now, what I'm saying is the, the founders, if they disagree with certain type of rhetoric in their name, they should check it. It don't have nothing to be joining the NAACP because everybody in Black Lives Matter don't agree saying pigs, uh, uh, white cops in a blanket or pigs in a blanket or F the police or do that. They don't agree with it. There's a lot of Everybody in the NAACP don't agree with everything. Exactly, exactly. But 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 I'm talking about the leaders of that organization. If some, I guarantee you, if somebody d- does something in the NWACP name, like kill the police in the NWACP name, or say or wear in the, uh, um, NWACP shirts and chant stuff, I guarantee you, the spokesperson or that charter in that city going to say right, 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 that right, type right, of rhetoric. Right, right, that's all. You can't guarantee you anything. Okay. I mean, because I mean, I mean, if you don't believe in the other side rhetoric, I mean, you just can't do it because because if we start killing cops and shooting cops, nobody out there talking is, about killing any cops. What are you talking about? If, if, if people start killing cops, their ten point what plan will not about? be accomplished. But the Black Lives uh, Black Lives Matter ten point plan. You haven't read it, and you're a member of it. <laughs> They're that telling me point that plan part has of black to do with to kill cops. Well, it has would, nothing what, to what do would, with Mike. Mike, well, what would what would the uh, killing of cops have to do with the ten point plan? If 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 you have a ten point plan, you move forward. What would no 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 that? no 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 no. Listen, if I have a ten point plan and I'm saying I'm trying and my and my goal is to have a better uh, communication and a better relationship between the police department and the community, right? And someone and, and someone saying kill the police, that's not going to bring the gaps together. If I start cussing you out right now, Mr. Uh, Mr. Michigan, are you going to be my friend? Are you going to want to communicate? No. So I'm telling you, well, it, I mean, it's not. It's, it, it, it's going to cause stagnation. Well, I mean, if we're talking about a separate group. You know, if a separate group. When I say kill the cops, what does that have to do with the Black Lives Matter movement? No, no, and I agree with that, and I totally agree. That's on them. If that spokesperson say we like our red, fine. But the black, we're talking about Black Lives Matter. That's not oh, okay. what they stand for. Okay. And I'm saying if they don't stand for it, say it publicly. If you do stand for it, say it publicly, because people are are, are on the new because those leaders uh, in the Black Lives Matter committee, they're not on those streets. They pay people to get on the streets. <clears throat> They pay protesters, and there's nothing wrong with paying pot- uh, pro- uh, protesters. Many unions do it to get numbers up. Candidates do it. There's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes yeah. you got to motivate, the, but but it's something. What's, Go ahead. What's the point of having a ten-point plan if you're saying that uh, it's not about killing the police? Because, hold up, brother. Listen to me. Logical, intelligent people will solve their issues with nobody dying and no violence. The, the, the most intelligent people, sane-minded uh, uh, people, will avoid violence. Violence and killing each other is stupid. It's stupid. 
stupid, sir. So what I'm what saying is... What is the 10-point plan that's talking about killing police? None. I'm the black... Brother, you're not hearing me. I'm saying... I've been hearing you for the last hour. Oh, my goodness. So why did you ask me that question? Because you're not making any sense. Okay. Well, Mr. Michigan heard me. Brother, I'm going to make it real clear for you. And if you don't understand this, you have a, you know, you have a comprehension problem. Black Lives Matter, 10-point plans, says nothing about kill the police. People who represent Black Lives Matter saying kill the police, and I'm saying if Black Lives Matter doesn't have that in their plan, they should renounce that type of speech because it's going to be stagnation for their goal. I mean, it's a stagnation no. to get to that goal, brother. Killing the, the police. Imagine is in if your that. Head. So hold up, brother. Imagine <laughs> if no, 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 it's not. It's factually. Listen. Imagine if people would do what those people are chanting. Oh, y'all crazy. Right. Hold up. Hold up. Now in Baltimore, just on Freddie Gray's murder, and here in New York, they saying that the police are not doing their jobs because the because they feel like the community does not trust them. So what is now, that job? Now, Killing more black people. Hey, no, let me, let me, come on, let me, man. Oh, let me man. Let me I said police in general. Come on. Oh, yeah. Hey, let me, let me oh, he, he don't get it, man. Whether, you just want war, yo. Yo, listen, yo. You must don't got no job. You must don't got no children. You want doomsday to come because you don't have nothing to live for, bro. You want violence and chaos so you can be at home watching it on TV. You're not going to be out there with those young people. You're not. You probably won't even have your children out there and you're on this phone talking that shit. <laughs> there you go again. Well, I'll have, to, I'll have to get on the Internet and look at the uh, the 10-point plan. But let, let me say this, man. Whether it's the NAACP, Black Lives Matter, if if, if y'all believe y'all finna be able to do the cha-cha with these white folk and steal some power from them uh, while you're doing the cha-cha with them, all of y'all some boom. So, I mean, <laughs> so I don't know what the 10-point plan hey, you is. you know, Mosley, Mosley, her husband running for mayor, uh, Mr. Michigan. Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah, yeah, you said well, you know, right? This, man. If, yeah, he's running um, for mayor, man. Yeah. If, if, if the Black Lives Matter movement in those local areas, I'm going to give you three things. If they're not taking over the teaching jobs, the right. police, the fire, the public works, this right. is these are all the infrastructure jobs for building the community as it relates to the private sector. If they're not right. taking over any of those jobs, I would like to see what part of the 10-point plan gets put into play. Right. If you can't take control of the public sector within the neighborhoods you live, what are we talking about, man? Right. Right. Because uh, because the people pay for those jobs and those salaries. That's right. They're, that's right. They're, right. they're public jobs. Public you, jobs. Show, you you can you can demand that your police department be a rites of passage for youngsters within the community. People don't know that. But you this determine is the, thing the job involved. description. Sorry, that's right. You determine but, the job description of the police department. <laughs> right. But, Mr. Michigan, here in Baltimore, you have the most public, well, you black young people, the public works jobs, uh, jobs are, the, uh, are the jail guards. 
And I'm saying, why don't you have some people, some black young men who, instead of being a, a prison guard, go be a police officer? I mean, you got a lot of them. You know, and then, like I said, in, in our school system, you got 70% of the teachers, and I think this is a, almost 70%. I think this is countrywide, not just in Baltimore. Or white it teachers. is countrywide. It or white is teachers. countrywide. And that's, that's sad. Right. Yeah. So, uh, it's more than 70% is where it's more than 70%. Oh, dang, I was being. And see, Mr. Mrs. the only thing I was saying is, is that we must, as a community, myself, and stretch out anyone who identify themselves as black. We just, can we look, and I look in my personal life, am I maximizing my opportunities where a white man is not messing with me? Am I ma- Now, if I'm maximizing my opportunities and then somebody mess with me, then, yeah, we can go get them, yeah, we can go ahead and tear it, burn it down, tear it up. Well, then I, I, but I, I, I don't, I don't, don't, don't think as a group, I think that group, makes sense. I mean, that, that makes sense. Yeah, no, right, that makes right. sense as a person who's going towards self-mastery. That actually makes sense. You know, am I doing all that I can do? And then now, with me doing all that I can do, what are the options? Right, there you go. Right, and then let's break them down. Then you break them down, yeah. Yeah, because oh, I, I, yeah, I don't think as a whole we're maximizing our opportunities <laughs> and, not, right. and, not, and not giving nobody no pass. Um, And just, you know, just like I said, this because, man, we control some major cities, man. I, I know they help us uh, hurt us out because you know a lot of jobs like Bethlehem Steel, Detroit, the uh, the GM plant and stuff that hurts us out hurt us a little bit. But man, we we are con- we man we 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 were concentrated in a lot of areas. Oh, we are concentrated in a lot of areas. You know, you can't say we 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 so spread out that we can't communicate and, and hook up and build stuff. It's just the motivation is not there. I don't know, Miss. I don't know, Mister Michigan. Uh, Mike, uh, you, yeah. you asked yeah, why don't uh, okay. some of the folk in Baltimore want to be young folk want to be police officers? No, I said instead of being prison guards, most young people, when you go into the uh, jail and prison system, um, about sixty or about probably like almost seventy percent of them are black females that guard the jail. But I'm talking about the black males who go for those. Um, uh, prison guard positions, they should become police officers and firefighters. And I'm just saying, I'm just saying, Mr. Michigan, it's like, I mean, a lot of young black people just go down to the jail and get a job quick. They don't even think about the firefight, which is a much better salary. Probably, I wouldn't say less stress. I don't know because you know, being, being a, a prison guard, man, that's a tough hustle, Mister. Uh, I mean, that's a tough well, hustle. Well, I, 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 I dated one you. woman. I dated one woman. She she was a, a lieutenant down there. No, was she a captain? No, yeah, lieutenant. And man, we got busy, man. When I first, you know, got busy with her, man, she told me she told me she had three like stab marks, and she almost <laughs> got tw- she almost had twenty years because cause, cause she started when she was like nineteen, so she almost got like twenty years in. Um, but yeah, she said, man, she got stabbed like uh, three times out in Jessup. I, I said, man, that's a tough hustle, man. That that prison stuff ain't no joke. But um, well, you know, one one of the ways around, you know, having the police officer look like a villain is you you start the marketing early, the marketing of what a police officer is early on, right. so like in middle school, middle school and high school, and see, th- those are just simply marketing strategies, which you can you, you can overcome. That's an easy. But, you know, again, if you don't gain any control of the public sector, 
clearly you don't get you don't run into the private sector. I mean, how, how can you build a community? How can you how can you build a community when you don't go control the public sector or the private sector? I mean, can somebody answer that for me, please? How can you run a community? Okay, uh, Mr. Michigan. Go ahead, Bill. Yeah. yeah. Are you are you near Detroit? Yeah, I'm uh, about two hours from Detroit. Okay. Uh, okay, I know about maybe 25, 30 people in Detroit. Now, okay. Detroit has been uh, largely black populated for quite a while. And, yeah. you know, large black uh, force on police departments. But you still have uh, have had a lot of corruption with, with policemen. I don't care what city you go to, police culture, Baltimore, Washington, D.C., a lot of police culture is just corrupt. I and agree. basically, I agree. Uh, how, now, there are black people that would like to get involved, but they have to go through this corrupt system. And, this, and it has been a big problem getting black folks to go into a system and, and not change into what that system is, because I know people. Yeah. That are uh, you know have got some young folks that have gotten to the police department and they are going through this, this situation right now mentally, and they don't even have to decide to change or leave because it's not allowing them to be black conscious and treat people in a fair manner, but it wants them to be part of that same goon operation that it's been for years. Yeah, same thing well, with the fire departments. They're the same way. Yeah, you know that's. Yeah. That's that's a good point, Madhu. And, and um, you think about uh, uh, that guy there in California, Dorner. You know, the one that ended up Absolutely. killing. Him. Yeah, you know, it was the same thing. And he wasn't the only one in the on the force. You know, there's others since then that have quit and told the same story he has. So that that's a very good point. Very good point. They will be fired if they don't go along with the culture. There have been women that have uh, intervened in fights. I read a story about this police woman. She saw uh, a cop uh, brutalizing a young person. She intervened. She was the one fired. Yeah. Trying you to save that. somebody's life. Yeah, you know that the police are, uh, are corrupt when they think of internal affairs as the rat squad. When internal affairs should actually be the kind of, should be an elite uh, part of the police force to make sure that the cops are uh, doing the right thing. But instead, when cops actually turn in rotten cops, who gets ostracized? It's internal affairs. So you know that the police force is all fucked up when they have it like that. You know, yeah, well, you, you, people you criticize that point, black lives. One, one, one of the things that we did, I, I was on the city commission. One of the things that we did, it really does start with the city commission. Now, one of the things that we did is we made it mandatory that police officers do so many hours of community service. So, Madhu, um, I mean, it, I mean, you, you're fighting an uphill battle, so you're absolutely correct. But I would say if you want to look at it from a positive perspective, hell, uh, it, I'd rather have some black corrupt police officers than some white ones. I mean, I know that don't sound good, but <laughs> you, 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 you have to start there. And, I mean, it's, it certainly is an uphill battle. So, But it, it really depends on you know, what the goals and objectives of of the city commission. And again, you it's a culture so you would have to change it. You would have to you would have to change it internally 
and it, you would have to change it using some strategic marketing, and it would it would, it would take time. I mean, it, it certainly couldn't be done overnight. You cannot change police culture overnight. Well, see, so I haven't correcting. seen police culture change anywhere because I've been living around Washington D.C. for the past twenty five years. You had Marion Barry that was the mayor, and I th- I think he was a very progressive person. He was not only just a figurehead, but he uh, was the type of person that led development in the black community, city uh, buildings. He really pushed development in the black community. But that police department, that police department has been as corrupt as any police department in any city with black city officials, black council people, black folk running the school system, black folk running everything, and it's still corrupt. Well, Madhu, let, let me give you an example. Let me give you an example. And I, 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 I just want to say this, Marion Burry, I think Marion Burry is the only, is the, is the male who created more black millionaires. He created more black millionaires than any other black governor in this nation. I, let me, I let me give an example, Madhu. Let me give you an example. Mm-hmm. If, if, if you uh, and a group of you guys controlled the city council and you contracted with the Nation of Islam as a consultant, to recommend to recommend police officers to you. Do you believe that brothers who would come out of the FOI would be corrupt police officers? No. No. You I'm know just, what I think would happen? I'm just giving happen? you an example. I'm just giving uh-huh. you. I mean, you know, I'm just I'm just giving you an example of how you can do things. You can. There's what we don't understand the type of control you could have at the local level. You. You could Man, dismantle like the police idea, department. Though. You could you could you could dismantle the police department and call it all together something new. Yeah, when you start hiring them, because them white people are wrong. In Nation of Islam, they good in security. That's a That's good right. ass idea. So 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 so, let's say you contracted with the Nation of Islam and say, hey, we we want to contract with the Nation of Islam to bring our police officers through some type of training program including whatever the state recommends, can you provide that service? You think those guys will come through there and be corrupt, Madhu? No, I, but the Nation of Islam does have contracts to do security around a lot of public housing projects. Right. Why not use them for your police department? Mm-hmm. That's too much oh. like right. I don't know if, if uh-huh. they, you know, if it's the, their situation, they don't want to... You know, they have it with where they are because, uh, you know, I, I could say that there are no Nation of Islam-type people on the police departments, but I've had mostly positive experiences because I haven't had that many with the police department. But uh, the police department say it's part of the uh, legal system. Well, I've had experiences with this legal system here. Can Let I tell, tell you, you what happened to the, to the police department in D.C.? When the police, that before that lady came, what was the guy name that was there? He made sure each one of them got a degree. They wasn't just locked off the street. He made sure that they had to be uh, each educated. One of who? They were policemen, and they had a program before they was doing He's in, I don't forget where he is now, and he's making Come changes there. He changed that police department up. Yeah, the light-skinned guy. I, th- I think she's talking about the light-skinned man. Adrian Fenton? No, Adrian Fenton was a mayor, not the, go- uh, not the police chief. You're getting confused. Oh, 
No, the mayor was light skinned, tall guy with the glass. What's his name? I'm not talking about the mayor. I'm talking about the police chief before that lady. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That fight, uh, the heavy set light skinned guy with the glasses. Oh, older guy, right? Yes, yes. And he cleaned up that police department. Yeah, Ramsey. He cleaned up that police department, and he made cleaned it up. No, he did. <laughs> yes, he did. Uh, got a local call on the line, man. It's just, like, just like when Marion Barry came. Now he saved DC. Nobody don't give him credit Damn. for it, but he did. Saved it from what? It was a mess. It was in the sham. You need to see the documentary, and you will understand. See if you're sitting I, in the window looking at the corner, you don't know day. what happened. I don't what? need to watch the documentary. Yes, you do. I drive through it every day. You drive through it every day. Right. Before Marion Barry came, that's the way it looked. Before he came and became mayor there. It looked just like that. No, you don't drive through it no every day because the last time I was over there, on one side of town, it was great. And they, uh, what do you call it, Jennifer, Jennifer, other side, it don't look like nothing. What? Well, but, but, I'm telling you, I Madu, drive Madu, through it every day. Madu, this, well, I don't know what you're driving at. You know, some people make a, a great point then because, I, I've never really heard you say anything about leaving America or leaving the system. So if, and we know that we're not going to do that. So, so if, are you suggesting that you, the, you cannot make inroads into the local uh, system? And if you're saying you cannot make inroads, are you saying that you have the power to destroy it? it so is, it is. if you can't make inroads, we know you can't destroy it. So what would be the suggestion? It's just like well, in Ohio. They got rid of the police chief there that was making changes. Got rid of the man. Tried to set him up and everything. It's the commissioner that's the problem. If the mayor got rid of the commissioner, you would get some of these road policemen off the force. But if he's just like the people police on the force, nothing's going to change. You're going to see the same okay. thing. Okay. I can tell you my experience. Like I said, I haven't had many interactions with the police department other than uh, reporting crime. Uh but I've had an in, uh, interaction with this legal system, talking about the court system. Yeah. Now, yeah. you're talking about a city that has a huge number of black people, so-called educated people. But mm-hmm. when you go to court, the black judges that you yeah. encounter and the way they have things set up, uh, you are treated like an enemy. Okay, I got you. I, I just I just came from no. court, you know, last few months. I lost a lot of money. Uh, I got my head busted. Uh, I was trying to do good. To the white me, I hope not. Pardon? <laughs> I hope not to the white me. Okay. Uh, I was trying to do good to improve a community. And the the, the court system, along with the D.C. government, yeah. uh from what I got out of it, I lost money. I got sued. The person that was suing me got free legal assistance. I had to hire a lawyer. D.C. government was trying to uh, make me go bankrupt uh, by by running me through courts because I was trying to improve a community. And right. what, they have going, what they have going is that it's not talked about, but... The government here wants to have a, a community set aside for poor people, and they don't want you to come in and improve it because they feel like they're going to have to find a place for these people to go if you improve your property. So I got punished. So you have so, to blame your lawyer for that. 
No, Can you be a little bit more specific, or do you mind being a little bit more specific? Yes, please. Did you improve your... Well, I bought some property, and I decided that I was going to improve it beyond what the so-called neighborhood uh, specs were. Right. And when the D.C. inspectors came through, they, they looked at it like, you know, in so many words, what the hell do you think you're trying to do over here? And uh, treated it like it was a piece of trash. And my idea was, uh, well, I'm here to improve the community. That was my uh, intention and goal. So I ended up putting a person in there trying to help a person, a black, you know, family. Right. Well, it was the wrong black family. Okay. And I called hell trying to get these crackheads prostituting child abusing <laughs> people out of this property. And the DC government and court system did everything possible to try to uh make me uh, you know, go crazy and forget about the whole thing and allow this property to just uh deteriorate to go back down to what it was when I first got there. And well, I well, told okay, but do I I doubt the nature of that business. I could I could give you about four <laughs> stories of the same. I own some property as well. No, 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 I think that's just you, the nature know, of that business. That's the nature of that business. It's the law that he should have known before he brought the property in when he was home. Uh, you, yeah. you, you don't know what you're talking rent. about. I'm going to tell him what happened. Yeah. They weren't paying their rent. You don't know what you're talking about. Yes, I do know what I'm don't talking about. don't know what you're talking you about. you mad with this. Yeah, I had a, let me, let me, let me. You lost the money. I had a tenant. She worked the system so well on me. I went and took the front door and the back door off the house. And I took them, I took the doors and I left with them, and I, I told them I had to work on them. When I got back, <laughs> I, took the, I literally took the doors off the house and left with them. When I got back, she had channel, she had the news station, the sheriff department. Uh, not only so I had to put the doors back on, but she stayed. It took me eight months to get her out. So... I think that's just the nature of that business, you know. It is, and you don't know the law, you yeah. won't get stuck with it. That's yeah, not yeah. true. Well, yeah, where I, mean, I live it's, here, it's it's the county like I live in right it. now is much different. Well, it's just like if you have someone stay with you and they bring their clothes yeah. over, they say yeah. you got to give them 30 days. It's harder than once you let them in, it's harder to get them out. Yeah. But back to the police, I just want to mention this. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, uh, and, and thanks for staying your short, uh, Madhu. Um, well, I just want to say real quick, back to police, I heard a conversation, and they said over in Nigeria, if something happens over there, they will go go to their community leader. It's a community leader. Then he'll come on the scene, and he'll squash it. He'll give people warning. If you do it again, then that's when they call the police. They don't call the police yeah. first when something happens. I mean, you know, somebody's still, of course, murder, that's something different. But stealing, you know, petty stuff. You know, I guess I guess he is like the I guess the community leader. I guess he's like the small courts, and he's you know he's a he's, he's a elder, or she may be an elder. I don't want to be uh, gender biased here. What? What? you? But I give you, I but, give you yeah, another but example. So, so so they try yeah. to settle their situations before it goes. Now, if it gets to that point, uh, if it gets to a, a certain point, man, you go to police, and if the crime fits right, you'll be dead within seven days. They don't play no games over there. So, <laughs> so they do try to oh. settle it within the community, have a, a community leader, and so to settle it out. But uh, you know, if it escalates, you say Nigeria. 
Yeah, that's what uh, I heard a Nigerian say. I'm just going by what the, the the man said that's from Nigeria. That's what he said, how his government works. So yeah, since the Purdue or whatever his name is, got some property, you need to know the state laws before you get to, to digging and then you got a lawyer and the people that's in your house got more rights than you do. In in most states that you rent property to. So if you knew that, you wouldn't even have to hire your lawyer. You would have did what you needed to do within them 30 days. And no, no, I'm going to disagree with you. You tried to go I'm going to disagree with you, Bay, now. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, no, no, I'm telling you, know, you what I know. You can, you can, get, you you can know. get tenants You can get tenants to know how to work the system. Even so it's not right. necessarily about you not knowing a lot. That's not knowing true. Law. Yes, it is. Yes, because, no, man, no. How many properties? not knowing the law, why you had to go to court for it? Well, you certainly got to go to court to put somebody out, Bay. Yes, you got to have and, you, and, then, and they have the right to be in your house until you get them evicted. Well, you got to go this. to court to get them evicted. What? Yes, you do got to go to court to get them evicted. Right. And how many days do but they the, have? Why are you doing that? Well, well, and see, that's what I'm saying. The, the judge has some discretion. Even though you may have a, a 30 days within the lease, it depends on the circumstance. Uh, the, if the person knows how to work the system, the judge could give them more time. So it, it's not necessarily about just knowing the law. Uh, if a person knows how to work the system, they can, they can, uh, they can gamble with you a little bit. You can go up to six months. Yeah, I don't think you're correct on that. Yeah. You can go you up, can to, go six up to six months to be in some other house, and you can't even get put out. Laws are made by local governments, these city laws. Well, you they are not the same. You need to know what they're doing and what you're doing. Maybe if you stop talking, you might hear something. No, you <laughs> might have to pay some money. It's the and, and same. Hey, you have to pay some money. <laughs> Mr. Michigan in IT, every program, every computer, every computer program, no matter if you build it, I build it, Einstein build it, it's going to have a bug in it, and All people right. will support that vulnerability, just like with any system. A system is a program, so if there's going to be some vulnerabilities. If you make up a rule that the governor, somebody's going to find a hole in it, or maybe a rule that you didn't, uh, you didn't know about, you need to apply later. So what I'm saying, working the system is not a bad thing. You're supposed to work the system. As long as you don't do nothing illegal, you're supposed to work a system to get ahead. Now, of course, in y'all guys' case, working the system in your situation is not good. But people got to do what they got to do. I mean, uh, I mean, do you really blame them? <laughs> do you really blame them? Yeah. At some point. All right. All right. Thank you, Mike, for that. Uh <laughs> Oh, uh, I didn't mean to cut you off like that, but all right, okay. You'll get your final words in, in a minute. All right, uh, we got to get up out of here, but I'm going to give you all your final, final words. And Mike said you got to work the system, right? That's the problem with this country. Too many people working the system and not you know, working with the system. Uh, working to beat the system. But anyway, let me let uh, Maze get started out first. Maze, your last words, ma'am. That's why Purdue shouldn't. He they got rules and everything in every state. He wouldn't have had to pay no money, even if the person did have a, a free lawyer and he had to pay, went to spend money. He could have saved himself some dollars if he wouldn't know what he was doing, trying to save a community and save a neighborhood. So next time, go go down to the chamber of commerce and get all everything you need before you try to rent some property out again, and you'll know what to do before you make the move to put somebody in your property. Have a good one. All right. Thank you, ma'am. All right. Mr. Madu, go ahead, and you got the floor, sir. Oh, is she through talking? Yes, she's through. (laughs) 
Uh, Dr. King said uh, unjust laws have to be broken. And this stuff about you can get progress you, as long as you don't break any laws, forget all of that. Uh, you have to do what you have to do. And uh, Black Lives Matter. All right, sir. Thank you. And Black Lives do matter. All right. Okay, next up. Oh, Mr. Michael. Yeah. 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 Well, um, yeah, Mr. Madhu, yeah, thanks for sharing your story, man. I learned from people's personal stories than I ever will learn from these history stories. I mean, you can learn from history, but hearing people's personal stories, what they go through, it just touched me a little bit more. It has a little bit more realness to it than going back in ancient time and all that type of stuff. But I want to make it clear, um, Black Lives Matter, it's a good movement. What I'm saying is is that with any organization, and this is with you, I don't care if you start your own gang. If one of your gang members are doing something out in the street that doesn't represent your gang that you deny, you have to say no. I, I, we don't agree with that. I think the gang members here in Baltimore, they, tried, they at least came on the news and said, hold up, we weren't the one to give the call for those kids to throw bricks at the police. Because you remember they were saying it was the Bloods and Crips who called this. They had to come and say it wasn't us. Because the feds was going to come and search it. If they didn't make a public announcement, and, but they just had to do that. Any business leader would do that. That's all I'm saying, because you have to see how the public uh, views you. Um, and uh, I'm just, just nice here, Mr. Uh, oh, I just want to say this. Yeah, man, look, people joke. JC, you have to realize what remediation means. There are two types of remediation. One is agriculture, and one is IT. So you can say all you want in the chat room, bro. I know that, so I make good money and support my family. And that's what we need to start doing, um, being more technical. And I just want to say, yeah, when I hear Mr. Michigan, I learn a lot from him, um, especially about that local politics. And this is the stuff that uh, I need to do, emailing people. Uh, I may go to a community meeting um, next week and see what's going on, man. Um, spare time. So I'm going to be a little less on this phone and trying to get uh, a little local politics, and then I'll come back and I'll report to what's going on. Um, that's all. So I guess I'll talk to you all uh, next time. And nice hearing from you guys. Nice hearing from you, Joe, Mace, Mr. Mission, Mr. Madhu, and uh, take it easy. That all was right. a mouthful. Thank- Have a nice yeah. one, Mr. Talk. All right. Thanks thank you, Okay. All right. And last but not least, Mr. Joe. Yeah, I want to make a distinction between people who supposedly have the power versus the people who don't use the power. For example, uh, when Mike talks about we have the power, he's right in that if people knew how to vote correctly, if they actually didn't take a look at a candidate and judge the candidate by his or her uh, hairstyle, or the way that they uh, talk about their platforms, that would be one thing. But people are so brainwashed from the time that we get into kindergarten that it doesn't matter how much we complain, it doesn't matter how much we point out the uh, the faults of either party, what do we do? Well, I'm not going to put me in there. But what do most people do? They keep voting in the same kind of Democrat, the same kind of Republican, the election cycle after the election cycle which is the epitome of insanity. If you keep doing the same stupid shit all the time, how do you expect a different result? 
So do we have the power? Sure, we can vote out the, all these idiots, all these scumbags, these traitors in Congress by, uh, by 2016. All of them. If we all just went to the polls and refused to vote for a Democrat or a Republican. But instead, people are going to debate and debate and debate about which Republicans are better than which Democrat and vice versa and keep pointing and keep putting into office the same scumbags who will keep uh, everybody what, keep everybody at a low economic level, political level, take away people's rights. It's amazing. So we have the power. We just don't use it because we're a brainwashed, idiotic nation. And what do you know? I said more than two minutes worth of my uh, my final words. Mm, I'm I know, right? Surprisingly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, sir. Yeah. All right. I want to thank everybody for joining us today. Um, it's been a great conversation. Um, we covered about what I, I figured we would, which is good. This is good. Um yeah, I have to agree with Joe, though, and I say this all the time. If we keep doing the same thing over and over again, why do we expect anything different? Why? Because, <laughs> I mean, it's not going to change. But that's the way it's, the system is made. Until we change it, we're going to keep going through it over and over again. All right, y'all. Uh, as I said, it's been fun. The next show will be Friday. That's right. I got schoolwork and stuff in between, so... I got to make it work. But Friday will be our next show, 2 p.m. Central, 3 Eastern, 12 Pacific. <sighs> One mountain time. And um, I want to thank all y'all who listening and sticking with me, even though with my little crazy schedules. Thank you. And um, we'll see you Friday. All right. We're going to take y'all out of here with some earth, wind, and fire and gratitude. I'll see y'all Friday. Have a good one, y'all. Something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.